This is Corn Stars, part of the Herpetoculture Network, with your hosts Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics and Chris Painshap of Badlands Herpetoculture. Enjoy. I don't know. Chris is he's deceptively old for his for how he looks. Yeah. Pulling 38 next month. Let's go, baby. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. 38 is a is a distant memory. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not even I'm there. I'll, I'll be there before I know it. I'll, I'll blink. Oh yeah. 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 The, yeah. Somewhere between 30 and 35, I don't know what happened, right? <laughs> None of us do. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like, wait, shit, I'm 35. Now I'm 37. About to be 38, but 40s right there. Yeah, it's okay. 46. So. Oh man, well you don't look yeah. it. Oh man, he says. <laughs> Chris says you don't look a day over 75. <laughs> uh, but here we are. This is episode 13 of Corn Stars. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Chris Painchab of Badlands Herpeticulture. You yep. were about to, you were about to throw in your your own intro there, weren't you? Yeah, Joe's gonna you start talking thought, about. I do I do yeah. the jig all the time now. It drives me crazy because <laughs> I see him about to, and then I'm like, nope. Uh, and this show is brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, BlackBoxCages.com. You need a rack, you need a cage. Black boxes, all the mother effing rage. Uh, really good stuff. Please check them out. Use the code THN at checkout. Get a little bit shaved off the top. And uh, we don't like we don't get any kickback or anything from that, which is fine. It just you get you get awesome cages and racks, the best around, objectively. Uh, check them out. And then the fine folks at Silent Hill Reptiles. Uh, we got to shout out JT and Mindy, who also produce some top 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 notch stuff. They've got some beards for me that they produced last year. I think I don't know what they're planning to pair this year. It sounds like they might take some time uh, and just cut back on as far as pairings and stuff go. But either way, mm-hmm. follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Absolutely. Some of the best, best stuff out there. Amazing animals. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have enough of their stuff. Isn't that tough, right? You're just like, can I also get more? <laughs> well, that's the I problem have... is you go to his, you go to like what they have available and you look through it and it's like, Oh man, they're super nice too. Yeah. They're really yeah. nice people. Yeah. Oh, that's that. That that's the kicker on it. They're just absolutely awesome people. They're they're you know JTM into your sweethearts. They're you know fluid with what they're doing. They're they're transparent. They love talking shop and becoming yeah. friends. They're they're cool people. Absolutely. Well, if you're watching this, so. then you can tell that we are joined by Mr. Adrian Hoverter. Hoverter. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening, this is, uh, Adrian is the owner and operator of Adrian's Captive Creations. Uh, so we're going to talk about his corn stick projects, but then he also does a ton of other stuff. I have a hard time believing we're not going to do this, and Chris isn't going to have to talk about king snakes even for a, a brief, a brief minute. Yeah, of course. Um, so we're happy to have you, man. I know this is a little short notice, so we appreciate it. Um, hey, thanks for thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So what's the uh, as far as getting into herps? Like you can you can either sort of give us the Cliff Notes version, or you can give us the 
the, the Harry Potter book? <laughs> I'll try not to do the Harry Potter. Um, well, I started like everybody else. I, I bought a, a mail ball python at a pet store. Yes. Um, I kept that for years. Uh, I got a corn snake. I ended up with a Dumeril's boa. Nice. Um, was just kind of keeping. Uh, and then somebody uh, told me about Hamburg. <laughs> so I ended up there. And that's where the collection really started to take off. And I started to uh, think about breeding and stuff like that. So I guess that's the Cliff Notes, Cliff Notes version. Um, I didn't, I started keeping, I was 30 years old. So I haven't okay. been doing this. Like I wasn't a kid that started doing this. I started this as an adult. Nice. So and then uh, about 2011, I started uh, my first clutch. And then I started working towards uh, making it a business, hopefully a full-time business. We're, we're heading that direction. Yeah, I nice. mean, flipping through your your Facebook, man, it seems like you're you're definitely cranking out a, a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, at least within the you know past few years. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been growing exponentially. That's good. Yeah. Steady yeah. growth too. It looks like, which is which is definitely an important yeah. thing with with That's wanting to go full time. Is is you know, you get that kind of exponential growth that a lot of newer keepers that are adults that are, you know, level-headed kind of know, mm -hmm. know what their plan may be. Uh, you get this huge exponential growth and it, it burns you out quick. And it's right. something we've all got to be conscious of. And it's even like me and Justin, you know, we've been in this hobby our whole lives. And, and it's real easy for us to, at the drop of a hat, go way nuts into a into something. And so it's cool. I'm glad mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you've taken your time. You've made smart decisions, it looks like, on your collection. I've been trying to. I've been trying to. Yeah, I've been building that like organically. A lot of holdbacks, uh, you know, building stuff. Trying not to spend too much money. Trying to, you know, put money yeah. into racks and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. Quality equipment, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, was what did you have? Was it like a conscientious decision that you grew like? So like maybe you start out and you have two pairs of stuff, and then so then you you have holdbacks. You said, but you plan, you know, at that point. So by two or three years down the road, I plan to have four pairs. Like, was it a, a, a it was, well, or was it something that just kind of, it happened on its own as sort of, as you progressed with the number of foldbacks you had? It start. it started out as a, more like a hobby type of thing. And then as I, I met a, a good friend of mine, uh, Vernon kitchen. Uh, he started mentoring me kind of. And uh, he asked me one day, he asked me, do you want this to be a hobby or do you want this to be a, you know, you want to make money at this. And I, just, I looked at him and I said, I want to make money. And uh, since then, I've just been uh, approaching it as more of a business, making trying to make business decisions. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's and it, it, just trying to build it organically. And it's, I, think pe I think people go really fast sometimes and it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah that's kind of why I asked is because I know like even myself, like with corns, at least in the last like two years, like I've got a ton of corns, like probably more than I should have. Like there is stuff mm. that I'm definitely keep <laughs> focused on and definitely want to pursue. But then I do have some extraneous stuff from the man in the middle here. Uh, yeah. You know, that is stuff that I will be posting back up for sale on Morph Market here now that the weather's getting sort of normal again. But like it was sort of like an explosion all of a sudden of a ton of corns. And it's like, I know the handful of stuff I really do want to focus on, but at the same time, I'm like, there's some other stuff that's really cool that I don't want to. It's mm -hmm. the problem is, is I see it. So like that charcoal tessera you sent me. Yeah. That is a killer snake. Yeah. 
I don't really need him. I don't really have any yeah. plans for him. <laughs> and he's tough, so right? damn nice that it's like there's nothing saying that in the next like three years, two years, something might come into the picture that he might be useful for. And so then I end up holding on to it. Yeah. But that's right. what happens with a ton of other stuff. And so then I end up with a ton of snakes and no really no hyper focused direction. Right. Yeah. And and, and I think I, I've, I've even done the same thing, Justin. I held back a few extra males, a few extra females. And then I kind of look at it and I'm like, man held back like 16 tesseras and two not tesseras what if i want to produce something inside of tessera right stuff like that happens these little focuses we generate and it's it's because i know what i like i really like tessera i love the way it looks i love the the variants uh um, yeah but then i kind of got to the point where i produced some of the coolest ones and i was like well this is the best high red a male tessera this is the best anary tessera this is the best you know charcoal tessera and i and i owed the pewter i produced multiple pewter oh, yeah. testers this year so i kept those right and i was like man i was kind of going through the racks because i got a show this weekend i was like all right i gotta pull out some stuff that i have no sell and i was like man it's tester it's tester it's tester shit <laughs> there's a lot of testers <laughs> so yeah but but no that's cool and, and also you know you you've you, you've kind of said uh making conscientious business decisions as well with your with your kind of livestock as we, we might affordably say right uh, you know, I go through your page and you have, you have a lot of variants. Uh, so, Try. so with that, what, what does your current collection look like? Uh, well, it's mostly hognose, mostly Western hognose. That's probably 60% of the, of the collection now. Oh, wow. Um, I've got probably 20% corn snakes and then 20% uh, ball pythons. Don't make fun of me too much. Um, no, I looked, you, you've got some really, uh, pied stuff. <laughs> Uh, some of the, the OD pied, I think that you showed uh, yeah. your parent up. Those are really yeah. cool. Those are really yeah. sharp animals. Yeah, when I when I first started getting into this, the pieds they were they were really expensive, and I thought they were just the coolest thing in the world. So that's pretty much right. what I'm focusing on with, with the ball cool, pythons. Yeah. Also, um, I sell great. They do. Uh, with ball pythons, I I'm focusing on stuff that's selling. I'm not trying to make do anything special. I'm just, uh, you know. Looking to make quality stuff that, but stuff that's going to sell. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's not really my my focus, but uh, it's it's nice to have on the table when you're when you're bending and stuff like yeah. that. They're cool. They're cool animals. Well. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a couple of corns of balls that a lot of people look at as beginner animals, and then hogs, mm -hmm. which I kind of look at as like kind of the next step up for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and so, so there's a, there's a good variance. Also, I think I saw some milk snakes too, and some king snakes. We'll get there. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I got some, yeah, some Florida Florida king snakes. Um, I used to have milks. I used to have some milks. Uh, I don't I don't anymore. But I, I started doing. Uh, I got the tricolor hognose. Oh, I've cool. got uh, I've got the file snakes, captive bred. Got my first. Yeah, this I year. saw I saw that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's I'm cool. really excited about those. Those are those are cool animals. They. Uh, mm -hmm. That they're really interesting to, to handle. They're just they're just different. They move different. They look different. They feel different. Um, I held one at Daytona this past year, and I in my hands I was like, "This is the oddest snake I've ever put in my hands." Right? It's, they're 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 light. They don't they don't yeah. have any like uh, any heft to not, them. They're, they're very not odd. Dense. Yeah, they're yeah. not dense. That's what it is. Yeah, they feel um, like an arboreal so, species. They feel like a. They do. Yeah, but they're they're kind of not. <laughs> Right, so, right, and more, the, the hatchlings, the hatchlings uh, remind me of king snakes. They they want lives nice. to start. Uh, they don't like me, you know. <laughs> they don't they don't want to feed for me all the time. So uh, yeah, yeah I, me me and king snakes have a have a thing, but it's a good uh, range, man. That's a good range of uh, yeah of species. That's cool. 
Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. It's it's good uh, variety. When I'm uh, spread across the table, I can hit a lot of uh, demographics. Mm-hmm. Oh. What's the like with the balls? What are sort of the the morphs that you're you're sort of focused on the most? Because that's something that always really baffles me is like how people can even like come into ball pythons and right a like be able to sell stuff with so many being available now like mm-hmm. is it sort of like the lower tier mid tier stuff in terms of price that seems to be selling a lot like i mean obviously like like green tree uh, pythons there's not people going right. out and buying ten thousand dollar blue line animals off the bat at least right. for the most part. Like your market is is small for that, but it is there. Like same people that shop for Lamborghinis, you know, it's like most people just want a Ford Focus or something, but you do have that that group oh, that yeah. higher end. So I guess where does is it similar in, in a manner with, with balls in your experience? Uh my, my collection has is to the point now where I'm starting to get some higher end stuff that'll start to uh start to produce for me. Uh in the past I've been selling, you know, bananas. You know, not nothing, nothing fancy. You know, some pies, uh, maybe maybe a pie with a with an incomplete dom on it, uh, that kind of stuff. I I have some uh, true ghost stuff they call it because they they called hypo ghost for whatever reason. So now I'm doing exanthic in it. It's true ghost. Uh, nobody seems to care about that, so I picked that as my uh, my fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always cool so. to grab those ones, those kind of things. They're really cool looking too. They almost have like this bluish tint to them, uh, yeah. especially in, in your hand. Like on pictures, yeah. you can't you can't always see it. Uh, so, hmm. but it, it, uh, seem, it seems like the market for ball pythons is similar to the market on crested geckos. I don't know why mm-hmm. I draw the line to those two. There's extremely expensive crested geckos. Yeah, and, you know, fifteen thousand. I think there's twenty, thirty thousand dollar combos now, and they Absolutely. don't really they don't really sell that much. But for some reason, that like hundred to three hundred dollar window, that's where mm-hmm. everybody's at, right? And, and I don't know what uh, ball uh, pied ball pythons go for, but I'm assuming it's in that. Yeah, you're two to four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, two hundred minimum. Uh, yeah, and that's a good place to be in when you're selling snake uh, to uh, for to a business standpoint. If you're in the if you can sell a snake for three hundred, four hundred bucks, yeah, you're, you're winning good. all you're winning all day long. You can't Absolutely. you can't lose. No. <laughs> so, it, it, to be honest with you, hog noses are probably seventy-five percent of my income from snakes. It's it's not even close. It's hog nose sells shockingly well. They really like, do. <laughs> I mean, everybody. It's, it, I was like, is this going to be like the ball python thing where people just burn out? And it's not. It is not. People want no. everything. The, the 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 super conda combos. Uh, mm-hmm. Some you know, I I have some personal favorite. I had some beautiful hog nose. Uh, from from a buddy, uh, Elijah, and I got bit by one. And I was like, well, we're done with hog nose. I didn't get envenomated, luckily. Uh, but yeah. being allergic to the world, I, I did decide to move those on, which was which was tough because, God, they're gorgeous, but they're really, really neat little animals. They I had they're, they're really normals, are. and they were fun, man. Normals yeah. are gorgeous, too. Yeah, and they, they sell for a decent price, too. And so people and Jake- love them. Me and Jake joked yeah. for the longest time that normals were the rarest morph of all because it was like you you couldn't go to a show and find a freaking normal. For yeah. You know, the, any of the shows we went to, like you could look for a normal, and if you found one, they were still like 150 bucks or something. Yeah. Almost 200 sometimes. It was yeah. like, what? I don't think I've I, ever seen a hog nose under 100, 125, I don't think, ever. When I, when I first started uh, going to Hamburg, you could buy a, you could buy a hog nose, 50 bucks. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody cared about them. Nobody had them. 
you know, just a little snake on the side. Nobody, nobody cared about him until recently. Yeah, it's it's yeah. that was an interesting switch, and it kind of generated itself from the ball python guys that got into him, and and that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing, right? That's, that's yeah. not a bad thing at all. Uh, and 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 for such an odd kind of you know colubroid, I guess it's not a colubroid, uh, right? To, to kind of do that same thing, and it, it followed the patterns of corn snakes as well. There was a lot of history, lineage. You have uh, lime mm-hmm. red. Uh, I think some of the, the lemon, I think, uh, is one of the Lemon ghosts, yeah. The, the, the raging red, I think, is a, is a lime red yeah. uh, group. And some of those have morphs allocated with them. You know, we have our uh, tequila sunrise and, and some of mm-hmm. our kind of more popular uh, lime red corn morph-oriented uh, animals. And, and, and it's, it was, it's kind of neat to see that happening with hogs. But I am just yeah. astounded that they're they're holding the prices they are, and I hope it keeps mm-hmm. up because, the, hey, hognose guys get into colubrids. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a they good do, one. they do, they do, and the ball python guys are starting to they're starting to come this way too. It's it's funny they, yeah, all the ball python guys either sniff went, around, yeah, started <laughs> dipping into like they're running out of real estate, man. They gotta gotta yeah. start it's, at some spreading. point with ball pythons, right? Like it's gotta there's 300 morphs or something. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable how many and yeah. then all the combos and yeah, and yeah. you'll see like corns. I think I think Sarah Moore actually talked about this. We have thirty three morphs right. and corns. Uh, I, I probably couldn't name them all, uh, but I could you know I could address what each one looks like if I had the names written down. But with <laughs> with balls, it just got crazy. And hogs kind of are closer to corn snakes, right? Like except for there's right. more uh, dominant, co-dominant, and uh, incomplete dominant. Oh, uh, there's there's two two I believe two incomplete okay. uh, conda con- right? yeah mm-hmm. a lot of line bread stuff really the best a lot of the best looking ones are the line bread stuff yeah it, it really yeah. is it's yeah it's pretty cool. and then you start adding those into your recessives and your and you're yeah. cooking with gas like yeah and it's funny so. <laughs> I know I know we're kind of we've derailed off corsets a little bit but we definitely did guys <laughs> your leopard gecko guys all got into hog nose also. Yes, it's kind of funny. And then now all of the hognose, ball python, leopard gecko, corn snake people are for some reason getting into chondros. <laughs> it seems like everybody I know they're, if they're if here. they're looking for what they're finding yeah. in those other species, it ain't good luck. Know. Yeah, no, no, it ain't there. Paywall's much, 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 much taller. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's I think it's because all these guys were like, okay, well, I'm going to get successful with one of these things. But you know what? I always wish I had, and it's always right. been, you know we. You know, Adrian, you're a little older than me, but remember back when we're teens or not even really into reptiles too much, and you see a picture of a green tree python, you're like, nothing looks like that. Right. right. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's kind of that natural progression. You know, what's funny, uh, you, you mentioned the cor- the uh, hognose and, and the ball pythons. Uh, I was reading uh, in a uh, reptiles magazine, I used to get that. And they had an article that said uh, Hognose was going to be the next ball python. This was probably 2008, nine. Oh wow! Something like that. I read that article, and the next, uh, the next Hamburg, I, I picked up my first pair. That's that's, that's kind of awesome. why I, why I started. What are your? And then I, your, I had them. What's up? Go ahead. What are your What are your thoughts on sable? I'm putting it into everything. <laughs> it's cool. trying to yeah yeah it, it intensifies everything you put into it so you you know you put it into albino it intensifies it i remember it sort of coming out and everyone it being the rage and then i remember looking at it and being like it's just a really dark 
dirty looking kind of norm. It but is. then it wasn't until someone's like, well, once you once you put it into other stuff, then it it makes sense. Like it's by itself, it's okay. But when you throw it into other things, like that's when it really sort of amps amps yeah, stuff just, up a bit. It, yeah, it just amps everything up is exactly what it does. I'm actually trying. Uh, hopefully, my uh, Mercury male, who's not even a year old yet, breeds uh, uh, with my uh, Sable female. They're they're together yes. right now. So the Mercury is uh, lavender and exanthic. Oh, okay, awesome. Nice. The yeah. the the Sable reminds me of uh, Red Factor and corn snakes. Right? Yeah. If you have a, a regular Red Factor corn, they do look cool. They're slightly redder. Uh, yeah. In fact, mm -hmm. some localities kind of portray that look already but then you right. take red factor and you put it in anary you put it in ghost oh and then you put it in snow and then now yep. you just have these amazing insane animals mm -hmm. yeah that are, uh and it's i think funny. Find... oh go ahead justin excuse me it's, it's just it's funny that you there's like these these singular things that you can just toss into the mix that just completely take things in another direction because like with chondros mm -hmm. like wamina locality and biox for whatever reason, you tie those into like some of the designer stuff, and it just—it's magic. Like it just That's does crazy. some really wild things. And Wamina mm -hmm. doesn't really necessarily make sense because those are like mainland, like Papuan animals. Like it's a Papuan locality, like right almost in the in the center of the of the island, if I'm not mistaken. But Biok is its own thing. Like the divergence genetically from those from everything else is is pretty vast, and so it kind of makes sense that it would do that to what it when you tie it in other stuff, but. I don't know. Everything I've seen that has Wilmina in it just does really, really odd, odd things. That's cool. That's like yeah. me and Justin's uh, outlook on Sunkist. Put Sunkist into everything, and it's instantly better. I agree with that also. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what it is, but I cannot think of a single gene in corn snakes that I look at a corn snake and don't instantly think this could be better with Sunkist. One hundred percent agree. Cinder Sunkiss, right? A lot of people don't mm -hmm. like shatters. And it's like... Ow, what? Who says that? Who, not, who doesn't I, like shatters? I've never heard someone say shatters suck. I, I, I've talked with people that don't like shatters because it takes away all of the... You know, your Cinder Sunkiss mm -hmm. and you make a shatter caramel or something, a, a honey cinder. Uh, well, it takes away everything. You're not going to get the honey, right? You're not going to get the yellow. You're not going to get those things because that shatter effect kind of breaks everything apart. I'm like, but have you seen shatters? <laughs> right? They're just... They're just insane. Well, has you don't anybody... need those people in your life. Yeah, I mean, has anybody <laughs> tied shatter into other stuff yet, though? Oh like, yeah. Has, you know, has anyone even like extrapolated on shatter by putting it back into some of those things to bring like color and things back? Uh, I know that there was a group that was doing. Well, well, the problem is, so Sunkist is like has a hypo effect, so it's mm -hmm. going to lighten a lot of the melanin, and then Cinder is kind of a hypo erythristic effect. Uh, so you're mm -hmm. lightening a lot of your yellows, you're lightening a lot of your reds, okay. you're lightening a lot of your dark colors. It kind of naturally has that uh, monochromatic look. But I've seen it put in with buff, and I've seen it put in with uh, what's called oh, AML. It's really cool with AML. I don't know what happens when you put like a red factor or, 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 or yeah, I guess red coat wouldn't really do anything with it, but your red factors, your JMG line stuff. Uh Red factor would probably look nice. You would right? make it like a snow. You would pink it all up. So. But I don't know if you lose your capability of red factor with the hypoerythristic nature of cinder. So it's kind of crawling back to zero at that point, sort of. Now, now somebody's got to do it. All somebody's got to <laughs> map it actually, all up. Actually, hatched a uh, the uh, AML uh, 
shattered this this year or well last year 2022 dude they're badass looking yeah they are yeah they're i was hoping for the ultramel but um, I, t- I got the amo oh ultramel that's right an ultramel shatter ultramels are cool yeah i love yeah, ultramels cool. there's i i i'm 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 always excited to produce more ultramels absolutely yeah. awesome so uh if, if we are talking about corns uh do you have any particular focuses as far as uh morphs or localities well, let's back uh, it up real quick. Okay. At what point did you get into corns, and, mm-hmm. and why? Uh, corns were that was my first uh, clutch. Um, I, the second snake I got was a corn snake. I just I like their uh, just like their colors, their variability. The more I, I learned about them, the more morphs I learned. I'm a big morph guy. I'm not much for the locality stuff. I do, you know, it's cool oak teas and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, that was like my first. That's what got me really into the into the breeding. And I started breeding the other thing, you know, ball pythons and hog noses and everything else. What was that first pairing? Uh, Amel to uh, Butter Motley. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, kind of big old clutch of Amels. So. Yeah, I hey, was, but it was with the thirty. Right heads, thirty. Whoa! First clutch, thirty animals. I I had a rack, a little homemade rack, had like twenty six slots in it. I had to. Get little sandwich bins and stuff. I had them sitting on top. That is a uh, huge first clutch. It really is. She, I still have her. Um, let's see. She's semi-retired. Uh, her last clutch was like twenty-seven. She, she lays wow. these tiny, tiny little eggs, but they all hatch. They all come out right. Like she's the, the best That's breeder. Cool. Yeah. Is it? Don't really you, is that ghost Tessa a female from you, Chris? Didn't you say that she's like that, where she'll have bigger clutches, but they're smaller eggs. The babies just uh, come out smaller. Was that a different female we were talking about? She had some like micro babies my first time breeding her. Uh, so I had a couple little tic tac size eggs. They were smaller than crested gecko eggs. What? I had a couple of uh, tiny little corn snakes. I have pictures I'll have to pull up. Uh, these little corn snakes that came out, every single one of them ate right off the rim. Mm-hmm. And within the first three or four weeks, they were the same size as the other ones. They grew just instantly. They shed, 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 shed. shed. Uh, but no, her clutch for me was. Along the lines of what she laid for you, I think it was the exact same 14 eggs, something like that. I've never had a clutch over 17 eggs. Uh, really? Yep. I just You're I, lucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I think this year I'm gonna crack that with that caramel female. Oh, dude. Dude, I took pictures. Freaking so beast. It was a buddy snake. He's a sweetheart. I think he got her from I don't remember where he got her. He didn't raise her, uh, but she's bigger by a magnitude. Uh, than my black pine proven female, and I, she's okay. got she's got she's over five foot. Easy. Ridiculous! I don't, yeah, like wow. I have pictures of me holding her. I'm like, this snake is massive. <laughs> and so my this, time... go ahead. I was just gonna ask if this was a pet. This was someone's pet that you got. It, it had to have been right. Yeah. Because uh, so my buddy runs a small uh, rat once a week. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, it, this, this thing could eat large rats without a problem. Uh, you know, my, my black pines eat small rats or medium rats, and she could she could down a she could eat my black mm-hmm. pine. She's eight hundred and eighty grams. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's insane! I took a picture of her on the scale, dude. She How old is she? Her. No idea. Oh. Uh, so my my buddy, uh, he, Matt Trevino, he's an absolute banger of a human. Uh, runs a reptile rescue, but uh, beyond the rescue, he also uh, when people surrender their pets. Right? Maybe you're moving or something. Uh, he'll mm-hmm. take take care of them and he'll rehome them. Well, he, he's bred corn snakes before. He's like, well, I really want to get back into breeding corn. So I was like, well, yeah. If you ever get a, a healthy girl, 
uh, or a healthy boy, uh, maybe we can work out a pairing. And he's like, hey, I got this caramel female. Can I bring her over? And he sent me pictures over. I was like, oh, what a, what a gorgeous snake. She's got that very stereotypical yellow, but she's got this nice mm-hmm. diffusing on her sides. There's some grays right where they need to be. And I was like, yeah, bring her over. So he brings her over. <laughs> it's just this big old box. And I was like, it's a big box for a corn snake, man. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's like a 28-quart tub. And the snake fills the whole thing. Right. And he, he pulls her out. And I was like, no way. There's no way. I was like, I got a caramel male. But he's like, maybe 300 grams. I keep my males small. Yeah. And uh, I got pictures. I said just the pictures of him hooking up with her. It is hilarious. See looking. if he can hold on the full eight seconds. It looks like a hognose breed. Right, it, yeah, or even right. smaller. You know, you see these <laughs> tiny little males; they're just like hanging on the female. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, uh, you know, I, I usually start pairing kind of immediately after brumation. Uh, I get right. my first first couple feedings in. You know, boom, boom, boom. Every three or four days, I keep small, tiny little you know, either mm-hmm. hoppers or something. And so I paired them up. Do they immediately boom, boom, boom went at it? So I was like, all right, maybe we're gonna have uh, four thousand caramels this year. Four thousand caramels, or else you'll have uh, caramels that hatch out. You know, eat fuzzies. Mm-hmm. How amazing would that be? Ways. She, she lays like pie snake eggs, and I get corn snakes that come out ready to breed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But she got paired up to uh, from Silent Hill, my male uh, caramel uh, that oh. I raised up from him. Uh, so that's just exciting. You know, damn good looking mm-hmm. animals paired up. And it's crazy how different they look, even though they're both just single gene uh, animals. But you have that uh, Miami phenotype from uh, JT, and then this kind of being that more. I guess keys tight, more yellow, uh, kind of, kind of base. Right. Yeah. I like, I like caramel a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, sure why it's not as popular as it, it, it should be more popular, but it's, it doesn't seem to, they're always my slowest sellers and I don't I, know I, why. I think with, with caramel, what happens is it's 25 or 35 or 50 bucks more for a honey. And when you, when you put a honey next to a caramel, it's really hard to justify yeah. not buying the honey. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I can think. Uh, yeah. But I think your butters, your saffrons, uh, your your ultra, your, I guess what would be a gold dust, right? Your ultramel. Uh, I think gold yeah. dust is ultramel uh, caramel. <laughs> um, man, those are really neat too. And sometimes those kind of get swept on a little bit. They do. Uh, yeah, I don't. Caramel is kind of one of those ones that it, it, it's it's it it does kind of also they a big 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 ontogenic change. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah, they don't look yeah. they look terrible as babies. Mm-hmm. You try to tell people, and they're just like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, no. it's, it's like somewhere between an anary and a like kind of classic corn, but somehow looks right. a little poopier and browner." And yeah, yeah, yeah. No thanks. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think Sarah sort of when she talks about caramel, like it's she's she's not a fan of of caramel by itself, but it seems. You know, she's of the opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree that it, when you tie it into other things like motley and stuff like that, like then it does, for whatever reason, seem to look a little better. But I don't know. I I do love caramel, though. I mean, I have mm-hmm. s- those two Miami caramels from from you that are, you know, only getting better with each shed. Like, but yeah. it was one of those and things really when I first do, got yeah. them, and I was like, okay, they're cool. But then they shed when I first like their first shed with me. I was like, oh, okay. Then it clicked, and I was like, that makes sense. Like these things are nice. Right. You have that uh, cinder caramel I produce, right? Yes. Those, those. There you go. Those enhance oddly. They're, you know, I've got the one mm-hmm. from JT, which is a little over a year old now. They, as they shed, as they change, they're, they go through many different color changes. You'll start seeing a lot of that yellow, and you're like, oh, cool. 
and kind of a lot of that yellow kind of goes away. And right now mine's kind of waned down to less yellow and it's neat, 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 a neat combo to watch progress. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but back, Adrian, back on you, uh, mm-hmm. on that, on that, uh, morphs to look out as you already said, you're, you're more morphs. What, what morphs, uh, any, anything in particular? Uh, cinder. I love cinders, peppermints. Uh, Cinder's can you peppermints not? Yeah. Bananas. Cinder, man, anything just yes. sign me up. Uh, Peppermint uh, to Sarah stripes are amazing. I got a, I got a peppermint to Sarah stripe going to a peppermint to Sarah stripe this year. Not a lot of nice. fun stuff happening there, but it, you know, I'm excited for it. So those, that uh, I, I made that by accident. I didn't know that the hats were there, the stripe hats, and I made it. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, anything Cinder, anything, anything uh, Sun Kissed. Um, I'm doing the. Uh, uh, hypo or uh, uh, Ultramel uh, Ghost, Ultramel okay. Henry Hypo. I'm doing some stuff with that. Uh, some scaleless. Hopefully, I actually can produce some some babies with the scaleless. I've had terrible luck with the scaleless uh, with fertility. I don't know. It's just me. Everyone else gets these big clutches, and I get. Yeah, I've never. I never, never heard fertility issues. No, nah, it's I, it's totally me. I see everybody else just producing it all. You know. Um, so we're doing that. And then I work with Dilute. I like, I like Dilute a lot. Dilute, Dilute Henry, Dilute Henry, Motley, Motley Tess. You um, know, early last year I sold a pair of Motley Dilutes. Those were nice. And those were really nice. And when I sold them, I was cutting back on a few things and cutting back on a few projects. And if I could go back, I would get those animals right back again. That was those, those blues, were, right? Yeah. The, 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 the yeah. The, oh, European line, uh, right. blue mot- they call them blue motleys. Blue yeah. motleys, yeah. Yeah, if you actually get rid of the uh, anery and, and you replace that with hypo, those, yeah. are, those are awesome. You know, the hypo dilute uh, motleys, they're like, they're just pink. They're just, they're awesome. I'm, uh, I keep missing on those, but we'll see. If, <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes this year. <laughs> dilute is, dilute falls along that same realm of castagna, where not a lot of people right. work with it. But it does it does very similar things as other genes, but with specific genes, it does things very differently, right? Right. Uh, it, it acts like a hypotype, uh, mm-hmm. and I guess it falls within the realm of hypotype. But like you said, when you start plugging it in with other things, uh, right. you get really neat. The, the blue motleys were. I don't, I'm so dumb, right? I'm just dumb, right? I was surprised when you were getting. You should have kept like, dude. Yeah. If you put the Sarah in there, yeah, it's all over. I had 130 babies and I was out of space and mice were costing mm-hmm. me a thousand dollars a month. And I was like, all right, I've got to cut rid of something. And yeah. <laughs> that was, I had some gopher snakes. I almost sold, right. I posted them up for sale. I was like, I'm going to sell these gophers. My, my, uh, double albino stripe, uh, project or I say project, but my combo. And then mm-hmm. finally somebody was going to buy them. And I was like, box them up. And I was like, yeah, man, we ain't doing this. <laughs> Luckily, oh, really? it was like, buddy, right. Oh, okay. My local friends, like I'm, I'm boxing them up. And my daughter's in the room, and she's all, "Daddy, uh, why are you putting sunshine Where are they in going? a box?" Yeah. yeah, she's like, "Why are you putting sunshine in a box?" I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna mm. give them to a friend." She's like, "Well, can I hold them one last time?" And I was like, "Yeah, baby." Oh, of geez. course, she's like sitting there holding this like five foot gopher snake. It's all super chill, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah. you're right. Damn it, we should keep those." So I still have. <laughs> it's, it's a sickness. It really is. It's, God, you love them, and then the kid, the kid likes it, and you're just like, "Well, yeah. what do I do?" Yeah. Put it back in the rack. Yeah, put it right, yes. it right back in the tub. <laughs> shut the door and said, "You can eat tomorrow." Yeah, that's a uh, that's fun. So awesome. Uh, so, how many parents do you think you're doing this year? Uh, not just uh, ours. Why don't you tell us about 
overall so, amount of pairs? Uh, overall, I just actually just went through and was writing them down because I'm starting to pair, uh, especially the Colubrids and stuff. We're looking at 54 pairings this year. Woo! Wow. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, 27 Hognose. I want to say 10 or 11 Corn Snakes. And we got the File Snakes, tri- Tri-Colors, um, 4 or 5, uh, the Florida Kings, and then Ball Python. How big are Hognose clutches typically? That you know, <laughs> one to uh, last year I got with double clutching, I got forty from one. What? I, I got twenty oh and twenty. Ha oh, damn! <laughs> and that that the male that sired those was uh, not a year old when he sired them. Wow, believe that's that. wild. Yeah, I could believe that. She she saved the saved the year. She was twenty twenty two. That's a uh, snow snow to snow condo. So I just. You know, all that was the one thing that took a long time for me to sort of come to terms with was like I fed my male regularly. Well, when he would eat, which was so infrequent. But yeah, I was like, I swear to God, this thing hasn't grown an inch since I got it. Like I got it they as don't? a baby and I feel like it hasn't gotten any like it just and then the female just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, what the hell? Not yeah. used to it's 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 wild. Yeah. It is. It is wild. It. it I don't feed my males. Uh, they're a uh, hopper, small hopper. Yeah. That's that's as big as they get. And uh, most of, ghost condos. Uh, uh, snow snow condos. Oh, Snows snow and snow. Yeah, condos. That's a badass combination. Yeah. Snow yeah. Are... They they fly they fly off the shelf. Yeah. They just yeah. That's a that's a yeah. If you're if you're if you're going full time and you're making forty uh snow condos a year, that's a good. Yeah. I hope she does it again this year. That's feeling good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, but then, then awesome. I had other, you know, you have other pairings and you get, you know, four eggs, you know, three of them hatch. So, or the female turns around and eats half the clutch or, you know, I, I had that happen one time. I was actually pulling the eggs out as she's eating them. <laughs> I like pull the bin and she's got one in her mouth and I'm like, what the? <laughs> I got most of them. I got most of them. I don't but, know. Uh, why. She ate two as I was pulling uh, them out. I know Dr. Lofman in one of the one of his podcasts talked about why they do that, but damn, what a stupid animal! <laughs> I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're just popping hey. up at the same time. Yeah, I yeah had they're not they're king. not bright. I, I had an Eastern King eat it, eat its clutch of eggs. It was yeah. I knew it was gravid. Uh, they were both gravid at the same time. Had a, a pair of females. They both were ready to lay. I look in one egg box. Oh, look at she's laying eggs. Perfect. I open up the other one and she's back fat as ever. And I feel her. I was like, all right, she's got eggs. And I was like, oh, all right. No. And then about a, she sucked them back up. Where they were five days ago. She takes the messiest, nastiest crap I've ever seen. Yeah. I was like, oh, bet. Okay. All right. That's what we did there. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your Florida Kings, man. What what uh, what more you working with there? Uh, Hypo mosaics. They're they're my favorite. They're 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 strikingly red as as babies anyway. Um, and then I got some white-sided exanthics, uh, some hibinos, lavender, and hypo. Uh, what else do I got? Some ghosts. Ghosts are cool. Uh, I, yeah. I got some jellies that I'm trying to sell. I might end up breeding them. They're ready to breed. Uh, uh, I just feel like I got too many king snakes. So I was trying to I was trying to sell them. I was shopping them around. They're, they just shed off. I'm thinking about just pairing yeah. them and just try to sell them later. Florida um, Kings are a weird one. The babies seem to sell pretty well, but when I see mm-hmm. people selling adults, they kind of don't sell well. I don't yeah. know why. It's kind of yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's a, they, they're a steady seller, I would say. But uh, 
I just I, I went crazy one year, just bought a whole bunch of them, and I just I don't need that many. Like I want some, but not yeah, not I that think many. Every person that has ever bred anything has at some point bought a bunch of king snakes and been like, nah, maybe maybe that was three too many. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But and and I used to I used to breed uh, California kings too, and I, yeah. I they're they're terrible creatures. I don't I don't like those <laughs> things at all. <laughs> I, uh, you know that I, goes I, for I, the entire Getula complex. I don't care what I, anybody I, says. I, I do love them. God, they're gorgeous. And they are. They got contrast. And I, you know, I've got my pair of uh, Ciudad Insurgensis Bajas, and mm-hmm. I, I'll keep those forever. They're demons, but I, I'll keep them forever because they're so specific. They're so special. And they're tiny, right. which is neat, right? Like, they're three foot long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I've I think I've think moved on from the Getula Complex, uh, just personally. I think Justin's done the same. Well, Justin has a king snake from uh, Jason Keller he's very excited about. Oh my God, we we are drawing for the raffle on Monday. For the love of God, there's plenty of slots <laughs> left open on that thing. Go buy some. Okay, that thing's the worst. What a pretty little snake, though. It is a very pretty it's, animal. It's okay. It ain't that. It, <laughs> I got that that snow mail from you. That is like the same thing except whiter, and I like it way more because it's also not an asshole. Right. Yeah. It's not so pretty when it's latched on your arm and shitting on you at the same time. Yeah. 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 Uh, back back on corns, uh, you mm-hmm. talked about the uh, the, the peppermint uh, stripe tessera uh, pairing yeah. that you're doing, and you're also pairing some scaleless. Uh, mm-hmm. What other combos in there this year that you're pairing are you are you looking forward to? Uh, well, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I have about 11 pairings. So I don't have a lot of, uh, of corn stuff going on. Um, I got the, uh, well, I do have one. Yeah. I got the, uh, the blood red opal. Oh head, yeah. 66 head cinder. I'm not, I'm still not sure if she proved out or not to a, uh, a cinder blood red motley who is, who is het lavender. I think I said that right. So I'm trying to get lavender and cinder in blood red at the same time. I think I might have hit it. I'm not sure. Uh, I helped out a pack of female. At first, I didn't think at all. I thought, no, this is just lavender. Now she's starting to look very, very gray and has almost like a reddish, a reddish hue, which you yeah. wouldn't uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't see in a in just a lavender. So, uh, so that lavenders are interesting. I think there's a big variation in lavenders uh, that isn't mm-hmm. discussed too often. Um, I think it's a very variable morph, and I could just be talking on my ass, but uh, I think it's another cool one that not a ton of people are working with. I think right. everyone got scared away from it with all the initial problems. Certain lines, yeah. You know? Certain right, lines with kinking and stuff. Issues, yeah. yeah, I haven't had any issues with, with stuff that I've been doing. Um, but I mine was very outcross, too. So I'm just wondering, regardless of outcrossing, and this may, we're going to jump to a question we're going to ask probably a little bit later. What is your <laughs> incubation tent? Um, I like I like eighty two um, for for colubrids. Yeah. Uh, if my house sometimes like if we had it, it gets real hot, it, yeah. the, the temperature in there will raise a little bit. It might get to eighty three. It might even get to eighty four. And if it yeah. gets cold, we get some rainy days. Mm-hmm. It might drop to like eighty. And I'm okay with that. I, I think colubrids yeah. are fine doing that yeah. little bit as long as it's not fast. You know, as long as you're not jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, Certain birds have things tied to their incubation temperatures. We've seen this in other species. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's a variance in there on lavender. I'm sure this has been uh, investigated much heavier than, than my little pedestal 
but is it maybe people that incubate too cold, they incubate too long with that particular morph, maybe. the way the chromatophores, because remember, lavender doesn't show up in scales. So there's something Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. That's that's something compoundedly mm -hmm. interesting going on. It's in the scalation. Scales are one of the last things, or, or the scalation happens later on in the development of the animal, especially mm -hmm. the pigment in the scalation. If we cut open an egg that's halfway through, an egg that's three quarters of the way through, we often get yeah. an animal that looks very hypo. Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder if as that pigmentation develops in those animals, something's creating the kinking, whether it's incubating too long or it's incubating too fast. You know what I mean? There right. may be. Yeah. Right. I don't think either one of those is a good idea. I don't think super fast <laughs> is a good idea. And I, I some of these you know, like I'm incubating at 74 degrees. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? It'll hatch in nine months. <laughs> yeah. I It'll be I, huge in nine months. Yeah. I, I know King Snake guys will certain or like uh, Mexicana complex guys will do that. They'll they'll brewmate as long as they possibly can and then they'll incubate mm -hmm. as cold as they possibly can. So they're getting babies in like July. And okay. that's so that they can brewmate them faster. Uh, you know, that way brumation comes up in October. You're only a few months away if it decides not to eat. Uh, right. But yeah, with corn snakes, with rat snakes, with something that's such a active, uh, you know, uh, Adam, you know, admittedly, uh, arboreal as a baby, right? Very prehensile, mm -hmm. very, very. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, don't, th I don't think that happens in the wild. Yeah, I mean, even with the no. boygo, when I was breeding those, yeah. like the cyania, like eighty-two during the day, and then the thermostat would drop to seventy-eight at night. Yeah. And I honestly just kept that dialed in for bears and corns and uh, mm -hmm. the thorn scrubs. Like, I didn't even bother changing my, my thermostat. I just let it drop at night and then warm back up during the day. And I think that yeah. works fine. I don't see any reason to, to go anywhere outside of that 82 to 78 range. Right. You know, personally. Yeah, totally. And I'll, uh, I got a pretty large incubator and I'll put like tri colors. I like to do a little cooler. So I'll put them at the bottom of the incubator. You know, nice. so that, that'll stay closer to 80. Yeah. Whereas the top will be more, more in that 82 range. Nice. So I'm guessing you're incubating ball pythons separately. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got two smaller ones. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 80, 88, 89. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, true. Odd that's crazy. See, I don't know. Like condors, man. Like, 86 or 87.5 maybe mm -hmm. max and usually even then i think a lot of people are actually starting to go closer to like 85 okay. like over the past couple of years it seems like i've noticed people are trending to start cooking them a little cooler um so I, that's wild to because mm -hmm. i can't imagine it's incubating hot. anything over 86 you know that's my, yeah. my, le my leopards. People are like, yeah, you got to, you know, you keep them 88, 90 degrees. I'm like, but that's, but that's hot. I don't, <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> Leopard get the legs are that hot. I didn't realize that. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, the actual animals. Um, oh, the animals. The animals. They're, they're temperature gotcha. sex dependent. So my, my incubator set at 81. This year I took okay. a big emotional step and turned it to 82. Uh, so that I do get leopard gecko <laughs> eggs. I can produce females. And not have Living dangerously. I know. Yeah. I was. I kind of had to really contemplate it a lot because now my timings are going to be off by a couple of days. But uh, my, I, I have a nice incubator. It's relatively small, uh, but it, it maintains temperature everywhere in it. So, yeah. Uh, so, so you're up in Pennsylvania. Um, Correct. So, how are you? Uh, how are you processing your females? Uh, getting them ready for breeding, uh, putting them through brumation and pulling them out. Yeah. Do you struggle with with brumation being up there where you get real winners? Uh, well, we don't get real winners anymore. 
we, oh. we got no snow last year. We got uh, no snow this wow, year. Oh, really? Like, like three inches, I think, this year. Um, I, I it's my base. I take them down to the basement, so it stays relatively cool there. Even in the in the uh, summertime, it's pretty cool down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't had too many issues yet, but it's not getting as cold as it used to, and it's starting to worry me a little bit. I haven't seen any ill effects from it yet, but um, yeah. The temperature is definitely a few degrees warmer down there in the last two winters. Um, so I just I take them down there for two months. I take them down there at the, like uh, Thanksgiving, at the Black Friday weekend, yeah. and then I bring them up uh, February first, second, however that works out. Um, nice. Yeah, you know, it's pretty simple. Uh, pretty simple process. I don't I don't uh, take any time, like warming them up, cooling them down. Like I get them up up into the kitchen i get them into the snake room i put them in the racks the racks are hot nice they're they're good to go i give them a week or so and then start feeding them hmm. uh, so small meals what's the so. what's the warm like when you're saying warmer temperatures in the basement than than usual what is that um uh, i like i'd like it to be around 50. Uh, right. i used to get it close to 50 maybe 52 55 now mm-hmm. it's getting closer to 60. Okay. Uh, or we get cold snaps and it'll get down yeah. into the fifties, but it, it mm-hmm. doesn't stay there for very long. That's still pretty chilly. Yeah, that's it that's is. Still, that's good. That's good brumation temps for sure. It is. It is. I mean, it was it was ninety one today here. Seventy five here. Corpus. Yeah. Ugh. So, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, winter is officially over, friends. Yeah. But yeah, we so we we but yeah, that's 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 a good that's a damn good. But you said only two months. Uh, yeah, two months. That's a good. That's a good thing that people need to understand. Uh, you don't have to have a three, four month brumation every time, and you've obviously had success with a multitude of species. Yeah, that, yeah. I've always I've always done two months. Uh, I make sure they stay dark. I think that's yeah. the most important thing. I think it's a big yeah, thing. and the, and the feeding, yeah. the dark and the feeding. Yeah, yeah. No food, obviously. Uh, you, uh, but uh, dark. I leave them alone. Like I check water dishes every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hog noses, a lot of times I'll pull out hog, uh, water dishes because they're stupid and they'll just like go swimming. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody's got to get a respiratory. You're swimming, it's 55, you know. So a lot of times I'll go and check and I'll just pull them out, you know, and I'll give them back to them in a couple of weeks, let them drink a little bit and then pull them out again. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, and I actually just recently moved all my old racks down there. So now I actually have racks in the basement, which is nice. Oh, I that's was, yeah, that's real cool. Yeah, I was stacking tubs, and that was really starting to be yeah, I do a that. pain. It's annoying. It really is. It really is. Yeah, I'm not even going downstairs. I'm going like 20 feet down the hall. You know. Yeah, it's still a pain it, when you're trying to to get to them and look at them and check on them. And yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a pain in my absolute ass this year because <laughs> I I I brumated more here at home. I did less at my my cold cold. And uh, yeah, the, the individual tubs, click, click, click. I, I brewmate all mm-hmm. my female corn snakes together. I have done that for years. I'm oh, going okay. to continue to do that. I've got like a, every year I've got this one pewter that just decides not to breed. She's just, you know, I hate her. Uh, she got put in her own tub this year. But other than that, males are in their own tubs. Females all go in one big tub and, uh, you know, check them every couple of weeks. But that's yes. another great example. Everybody does it a little different. Uh, yeah. And that's... And it, I didn't it, know hognose could, could, could breed or would breed after only a two-month brumation. I thought they were four months, low and cold. I got a buddy that doesn't brumate them at all. Really? He, he, he says he could follow the sheds, and I don't know what he's doing. Reading tea leaves, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but he has good success. He, he, he was the first year 
he, he did the brumation and one of them died and he was like i'm not doing this anymore and he started just pairing and just just and he's he does really well really well so well there you go I, That's, yeah, yeah i i really do and I, I mean at some point maybe this year with cooling i'll try it but like set a set aside a pair of corns at least and like i did it with the bears where i, I stopped feeding them and I just kept them like I turned the rack heat off and they still were in the room. They were just ambient and they were at the bottom of the rack. So, I mean, they were still getting like maybe low seventies at the warmest part of the day, but I just cut mm -hmm. them off food and I paired them no problem and got my first clutch of Baird's eggs. And I, they were, they were better than the clutch that I got from the same pair last year. Huh? Oddly enough, but I mean, I've also heard people say that they don't, you know, you don't have to even really brewmate Baird's to get them to go, but <clears throat> With corns, is, I really do wonder if the minimum, like, you don't have to get them that cold. Just take them off food and, you know, give them a couple couple weeks and, and put them together yeah. and probably see if something happens. Like, because down here, I mean, in South Carolina, where we have corns, I see what it's like throughout the seasons. And, I mean, this year we actually had a fairly legit winter in terms of mm -hmm. consistent consistently cold temperatures. Um but even then, there's like days where, like, it's totally warm enough for them to still be functional and doing their thing. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I really do wonder if you could set aside a pair and not like truly cool them down and probably still get get stuff out of them without, you know, not that I want to cut corners or anything, but I think right. it's really possible that maybe the the full like 50 degrees for three months is overkill. I really think it has the light. The light is what it is because they're yeah. seeing that sometimes some winters are warmer than others. Some are cooler than others, but the light is always changing. It's always different. And that cycles them that, yeah. that triggers it. So if you just block out the light for a while, that starts to cycle. And once it starts, mm -hmm. you know, nature takes, yeah. it, takes its course. It knows it's kind of that time to start preparing for that. Yep. I, 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 it's it's you know I want to I want to experiment in, in my own collection similar to like what Justin was saying I I don't know I like what Justin said about the Bears it's still I you know you've said it a million times I've been I've listened to you say I think I say this every time it shocks me that that happened and you could breed it like that breed them like that and Alternas like straight up will not breed unless yeah, you roommate them for, yeah you you literally got to mm -hmm. freeze them for four months or the males will not produce sperm they'll breed all oh. day long but they won't make eggs right so it's Every like yeah. every species is different, but god dang, you got two colubrids that you find on the same road, on the same rocks, on the same day. Right? <laughs> right? You'd think it would be the same. Those are different. And then you got like subox, which are completely different. They don't even breed in the same time of year. And then you right. got gopher snakes over there that are, again, on the exact same road. And they do all their shit differently, too. So it's whatever. Right. You know? I think it's just any sort of like shift in, in environmental change from the norm where it's like, okay, I've been cut off food for three weeks and you continue mm -hmm. to let that go like that's got a significant like that's got to trigger some sort of of hormonal shift and then photo period and like you were saying like even in my room where i had the the brettles or not brettles the bairds um you know i like i have a window in my room and so the days naturally get shorter and the you know the light mm -hmm. is naturally shorter because they're experiencing that you know i don't we don't have basements here because we're below sea level pretty much so at any point right. we could be underwater but um, I think photo period, it's something I've talked about too on some of the other shows, like photo period is, is way overlooked in terms yeah, of what it, like its significance in, in these things. And 
that's why I've I've never been a fan of like the completely opaque tubs, like blacked out tubs and stuff. Like, right. I like at least translucent tubs. Like I think that that photo period and the recognizing of of night and day is important. I mean, even for us, you think about it, you know we stay in a room with no windows and stuff, and it's odd. Like you don't, yeah. you, know, you, like, you, you feel different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can't imagine that with an animal that also has a circadian rhythm that it can't. It's not a similar effect. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually actually got the uh, ARS racks uh, this year with the with the clear tubs. They're really nice. nice. They're Those crystal badass, clear. Man. They really yeah. are they're nice. And I, they're a good know, size. The fifty five forties are real nice size. Yeah. I like that size. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm I'm someday hoping to get some ARS stuff. But uh, those tubs, I've always wanted to ask. Are they are they like more brittle than a normal tub? Are they like a Cambro tub? They 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 look brittle to me. I don't know. I just got these like uh, a month ago. Like if you so, drilled it, if you took a drill to it, would it would I would? Do you think it would crack or do you think it would? They probably tell you it wouldn't. Um, they, it, yeah. it says you know that they're the same material, whatever. They're they're the same durability. They look yeah. brittle to me. Uh, I haven't experienced any any anything yet. But... This is like normal tub, and I can, I can you know twist it. Right. You know, it's, yeah. It's, that, that's what every tub is made out of. And I'm like, right. Man, yeah. I'm... It's not like that. It's it's stiff. It's yeah. stiff okay. like they're like like the gray tubs. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it feels it feels like the gray tubs, but it's so crystal clear you almost look, think it's glass. So you look at it, you feel like you're gonna you're gonna break it. Like when I was washing them, yeah, I, thought I was gonna break them. But <laughs> that's that's um, cool. As yeah, far as yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy pairing your stuff once it's out of brumation, do you do you wait for those first sheds or do you kind of just put stuff together to see if it happens when it happens? I, I do with the corns and the kings. I wait for sheds. That seems to be that seems to work for, for me. Um, but the hog knows I do not. They they if you wait for a shed, you're going to miss it. You, they really? they shed so infrequently. You mm -hmm. could have a female up for three months and, and, and finally get a shed like wow. you're. You're gonna miss the ovulation waiting for sheds. Killed uh, scale snakes do that. My my pitchofers are the same way. I, I pair them after four or five meals. Boom, put them. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I do a couple small meals, a couple big meals, and I start pairing. Do you wait for sheds, Chris? Uh, I don't anymore. Because um, that's like my... lately, at least between like our friends, you know, our friend group and stuff, it seems like it's it's pretty mixed. Like some people wait yeah. for sheds, some people don't. People seem to have success one way or the other. I've always just waited for sheds just because that's always how I thought that it was sort of, that was the, the standard. But I also all think kings, they're going to know better than, than I will when the female's ready. So All my kings, I definitely wait for sheds. Uh, the Leonis, the Alterna, uh, the Getula stuff. I wait for a shed because if not, it's just feeding time. And and that male... Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That male is going <laughs> that to does go make off, sense. The, the males go off feed regularly when females start shedding uh well it's that explosion so, of hormones and pheromones yeah. and stuff, you yeah. know? dude you got like you know 20 of them in iraq which I, i'll have i don't know maybe 18 of them in iraq this year they should all shed around the same time within a couple of weeks of each other and dude you cannot the males will breed the females within seconds of putting them in the tub i mean you won't even count to mm -hmm. a minute uh but if i put if, if i, I try my my Bajas last year, I put them together just to see before a shed because it seemed like they were waiting longer to shed. Uh, and that they straight to trying to eat each other. And like both of them were trying to eat each other. Oh, so stupid. Uh, so yeah, with all my kings, I wait for sheds. Corns and pits, uh, Chinese beauties, I don't wait for sheds at all. I just pretty <laughs> but much. But have go you, 
have you noticed that even if you put a male in and before you get, you know, you've had sheds and stuff that the female will not, female isn't interested or do you notice that it just doesn't seem to matter? I, cause I've always wondered, like the reason I asked that is because I've always wondered if you put a male in, it's like, of course the male's going to be ready. Cause the male's yeah. going to be ready, you know, nine months out of the year. But if the female's not, she's not going to let it happen. So I'm wondering if maybe that shed is like when her kind of like, all right, it's time to go. Like, let's get it I, over with kind of thing or if it's <laughs> i don't know the right answer to that because this year i've had at least five pairs already locked four or five pairs visually locked um and it, and, it, and it's usually the female i notice is the go-getter when i put the male in the female start doing her little the, you know, little yeah, dance the twitch <laughs> little twitch and the male kind of be like you know i'm dumb i'm dumb i'm dumb and then it like <laughs> and like slither over to her uh and with with corns um with Pitchiophis, uh, with the exception of pine snakes, I don't see them breed at all. I don't know why. I've just never seen my pits breed. Uh, I've got some snakes. pairs like that where it's like I won't see them lock, but I will Look get eggs, thorn and then scrubs, I've got other right? pairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Prime the, example. The thorn scrubs. Yeah, I've, I've got my thorn scrubs. I, I got a couple of pairs I'm going to be doing this year. And dude, you don't see anything. <laughs> I do not see any visual breeding. Uh, the pines and stuff that you know, the male literally pins the female like against the tub, mouth, you know, head and mouth. They're 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 disgusting savages. Um, I, man, I, I think those females are ovulating before that first shed. Um, last year, every single pitch office I paired up, um, their first shed out of brumation was, uh, their, 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 their prelay shed. Um, and you know, also on the Lampropeltis front, I'll still try them, obviously watching them, uh, before sheds because a lot of Lampropeltis, uh, especially some of your kind of more montane stuff, uh, their first shed will be their, their prelay shed. Um, but yeah, with corns, I, I don't know. I had, a, I had two corns shed in, in brumation this year at 56 degrees. And I've heard that's like terrible. And I'm like, well, I, I, I mean, what do you do? Right. I had like, one or two of mine do it and they were fine. Yeah. Yeah. I I've had, I, every year that happens. Some, somebody's down there shedding. I, I, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And you know, I've heard people yeah. be like, oh, if you see a snake in brumation that's shedding, you got to get them out. And I'm like, well, it's 64% humidity everywhere in my house other than my freezer. So they're, they're going to, I have perfect sheds from everything every time with the exception mm -hmm. of like the, the occasional eye cap or the dumb species that I shouldn't have anyways. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, but I, don't I think know. that that speaks to it being more of a hydration issue than a humidity issue. Yeah. At least Maybe with North American choice. stuff, you know, yeah. like I, I'm aggressively clean water in all my brumation tubs. Uh, I yeah. check that water often. If I'm checking anything, I'm checking water. That's just about that, the damn near first thing I'm doing. Yeah. That's the only reason that. to be in there is, is for yeah. water. Just make I, sure I, they didn't spill the water and then make sure they got water. Yeah. I, I, with my pits, I always give them a nice little, I touch them. I got to touch them. You know, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I make sure the pits aren't losing too much weight because with that metabolism, gaining the weight back can be tough. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I make sure everybody's got crystal clear, half, half a cup of water, you know, the, you know, the deli full of water and, and mm -hmm. everybody's got to have that. Uh, and so, yeah, you're, like you said, it may be a hydration thing, but dude, I mean, I'm, I'm 50, 55 degrees in my closet where I'm brumating, maybe 60, but I've never opened up that closet and not seen snakes moving, right? They're, they're active. Oh, yeah. they're, they're doing stuff there. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, I had a couple, a couple of sheds, but so yeah, I'm not waiting for, for sheds at all with the, with the corns. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't even know which one's shed. That's kind of sounds shitty. I should know, but you know, when I've got a tub full of females and I've got two sheds in there, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know which one of y'all do. You don't know which one. Yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So that was something I did for the first time this, this year with brumation was I had 
somehow I ended up with less tubs than I had last year because I usually put them into either I have the lids for the tubs they're in, yeah. or I have separate tubs, and I was somehow short. And so I ended up putting, I think, two pairs of females and brumated them together. There was a pair, like two two bears females, two corn females. And I know, like, Westmoreland, like, he, he brumated some in, in groups and stuff like that. But for some reason, I was like, this just feels weird. Yeah. Well, my, chi- my my Chinese beauties and my all my pitchy office, I, I brumate in pairs in 1.1s. Uh, and I've, I've done that the last, I guess, four years with success. Um, I don't. I don't remember who it was. Uh, Van uh, K7, uh, the guy that used to be, I think he got a little bit out of breeding, but he used to uh, always talk about Florida Kings and Pitchofis and breeding them. He was uh, on, on Facebook a lot. And he, he bred, he, uh, excuse me, brumated everything in Paris, uh, even Florida Kings, which terrifies me. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's scary. Brave. But yeah, he, yeah. he brumated everything in Paris. So I was like, well, Pitchofis aren't going to eat each other. And my, my Chinese beauties aren't going to eat each other. Uh, so I'm, I'm scared of the damn corn snakes breeding in brumation <laughs> because yeah, that's the best shit a corn snake would do. The male would just be like, yeah. you know what? We're just going to do this now. Yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. waiting. Yeah. It's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Cold and stuck. Yeah. How many you know, it, meals do y'all go before you start putting them together? How many meals do you like to get into yours before you? Uh, hog noses. I'm doing probably four, maybe five. I'm doing them fast too. I like to, uh, once you get them started, not not in the beginning, you want to go slow, small meal, small meal, maybe a week or so apart. And then I start every three, four days, I'll hit the females, not the males. I don't care about them. Uh, <laughs> start hitting them real hard with the food, and that just that just sends them into, they know what time. They know yeah. what time it is, basically. I think That's, food cycling, you can you can do a lot with food cycling as well. I totally agree. Start, I, 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 I have a big thing that I do and I've been doing it the last couple of years uh, leading into brumation everybody's like I feed heavy before brumation I feed heavy before brumation and I'm like no I, I don't feed heavy before no. brumation the, the two no. months before brumation my snakes are eating like every 10 days but that yep. summer mine aren't even eating that much yeah every two weeks depending on the species yeah, uh, yeah I, I continually slow it down yeah. yeah and I, I ramp that down from summer where I'm feeding weekly and then I start ramping it down boom 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 mm-hmm. boom boom uh, and, and the temps naturally drop just because it's, I mean, it's you know, 115 mm-hmm. degrees last year outside. Uh, my, my house is going to get hotter, right? I can't, I can't maintain 72 or 74 degrees in my house. I, I just can't. So it's, mm-hmm. but it's naturally going to start cooling as temps outside starts sitting highs in the low nineties, high eighties, my room will start going down to 72, 74, 75 degrees. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's what I know. Hey, time to start cutting back on females. The big delineation on that is some species don't rebound quickly after laying eggs. Uh, my mm-hmm. black pine snake, every every snake looks like shit after it lays, right? Like they all do. Right. Right. Uh, my, my black pine female just didn't rebound well. So what do you do? Well, you don't brumate her, you don't breed her the next year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I had a hog nose that I'd do that last year with, yeah. And, and so for me, if I have a couple female corn snakes that didn't rebound to my liking over my heavy mm-hmm. feeding progress, some of them won't feed after laying. You know, you get that kind of mm-hmm. post-lay shed, right? They go kind of back into that shed cycle. They don't want to eat, you know, or they're, they're being picky. Maybe they ate this week, but they didn't eat next week. That female's not breeding next year. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, yeah. But back on Justin's original question, taking them out of brumation, I kind of have the same routine for almost every species. 
Uh, now, my cold stuff is still brew banging. <laughs> so my cold, cold stuff is, you know, it's locked in for four months. Uh, but mm-hmm. my stuff that I brewmate here at the house, it's almost every animal. I don't care if it's a, you know, five and a half foot Jani or a, 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 you know, Chinese beauty or a corn snake. You're, you're, you're coming out. Once you've gone through your one week or so of coming back to room temperature, I'm putting you in. You're getting a couple days at, at tub temperature, whichever that is for each species. And then, boom, you're getting a wrap up. Three days later, you're getting a fuzzy. <clears throat> Three days after that, four days after that, you're going to probably get another, you know, maybe a hopper. And then we're going to see how that poop looks when it comes out. You're probably going to have yeah. a very specific looking poop. Uh, you kind of get that. They always look like a log. <laughs> that that first crap after a re- repeated feedings, you get that real actual human turd shaped poop. And I'm like, all right, here's a mouse. It's usually their fourth feeding. Females usually look great and boom, start pairing. And mm-hmm. then and I'll, I'll feed them. I don't care if they're in pre-lay shit. I'll feed them. Just yeah, you know, yeah. small meals. Mm-hmm. Small, Hoppers. small, fat, more often. Oh, uh, rat puffs. Rat puffs aren't good for that. That's what I'm like now that I have those rats and they're producing like crazy. Like, I mean, I a I knew that aside from anything larger than weaned, I really don't need because I don't have anything big enough to really eat anything that big. Yeah. I mean, the the Jansen I could take a decent sized rat, but even then, like a full grown rat, I don't have anything that's even going to come close to eating that. Yeah, but. <laughs> I recognize that the pups are perfect for that kind of thing. Cause I got so oh, many sure. of those coming out now that it's like, I'm completely okay with my adult corns, just getting rat pups, you know, pretty yeah. much forever. Rats are super I, easy too. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do just rat pups for males just because they'll start getting probably fatty deposits. Uh, whereas females probably won't. Uh, but that's probably just actual protein content on it compared to fat content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dude, my females, I, there's a local shop that started breeding mice, which is a heaven send for me because I, I can't, I'm allergic to mice. Uh, of course you are. My fe- <laughs> of course I am. Mice are happy. Uh, my uh, females, when they're, after they lay, dude, I'll, you know, after they, like after I've got a mouse in them, right? Like I know they're going to eat. I know they're not going to regurgitate. You know, so a female will lay and sometimes it'll regurgitate its first meal. That happens every once in a while. Maybe that meal was too big. It was too aggressive mm-hmm. on their stomach. Maybe they went off feed when they were gravid, which some females do. Uh, I'll get cups of pinkies, live pinkies. Oh my gosh. It was like the <laughs> it was the best. Dude, these females put weight back on immediately. Their feeding mm-hmm. response was insane. Uh, you know, my, my uh, northern pines, we get six six and a half foot northern pine. And I'm putting a you know, a bowl of, you know, five, six, seven rat pinks in there and oh my god they're gone in seconds mm-hmm. and, and these animals just put that weight back on snap 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 so yeah justin i would that's that's what that's awesome. i've i've switched that over with the rhino rats because originally i was doing like my adults can eat hoppers uh reasonably they could probably go a little larger if they wanted to but i don't particularly like to feed them larger meals i don't think they're really geared towards bigger even yeah. adult rodents that are like fully furred stuff anyways and talking to rob stone about it and, and whatnot you know I've come to find found or I've come to find that like give them you know four or five pinkies, mm-hmm. give them a hand like three fuzzies. Um, I've had some of them will take rat pups, some of them won't. The female in particular doesn't seem to want anything to do with rats, but just like smaller, more frequent stuff to where it's like if I'm feeding baby corns, like I'll usually thaw out a handful of extra pinkies and stuff just to give to the adult rhinos, and they do definitely mm-hmm. seem to do better on that like lots of smaller stuff you know a little yeah. more frequently than than larger meals and i think that's 
they go through it just as fast as you know any other colubra does but i also you know mm -hmm. doing the mouse cutting and stuff as well that i'm you know i think that that makes a, a big difference and i'm really anxious to see uh with females you know coming out of out of laying and stuff like helping them you know, talking about putting them getting weight back on them and getting them back up to to zero uh if that you know the the scoring of, of feeders and stuff sort of helps helps them better. yeah i've never tried that I've, I've heard that multiple times but i've never tried the the, the scoring the, the opening up of the of the of the road and it, it's it makes sense yeah but, uh, no it's yeah it's 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 definitely uh you know and i, I hope that study i, I believe uh Lopin had talked about going further into that study at some point or one of his students. I'm really excited to see what, what that kind of, I, I believe that there's nothing to prove out. I, I, I it, it completely makes sense. Uh, and I believe it's been proven by multiple people. And Justin, you've had a lot mm -hmm. of success with it. Um, I, man, I keep thinking about doing it. I and say I'm, like, I'm going to, and I just, yeah. then I end up having to sit on a clutch of babies for an indefinite period of time. And then it's usually like a time thing where it's like, I got to feed stuff, but I also got to be somewhere in an hour. And so yeah. it's, yeah, it's a lot of babies to start then, slicing. My, my I problem. mean, th that that is no problem, but it's also taking the time each week to weigh them all, mm -hmm. chart all that, you know. So uh, I guess if it's, prove it out, yeah. it'd have to be a small right. sample size. And I talked to Dr. Hurley the other day, actually, on I hit her up on Facebook, and she's the one who initially put out sort of that, that study on corns and doing that. And she's supposed to send me the document uh, of it to put on the, the THN website at some point. I need to hit her up about that tomorrow, but... Um, I I've said it before. I mean that like that her sample size was small with that, but I feel like the results are really really hard to argue when it's so blatantly obvious. Yeah, that it does something because she had the multiple groups. She had the the groups that had no cuts. She had the group that had one cut, two cut, three cuts, and there's a very clear difference between all of those groups and the one that had the three cuts or four cuts. Like they they did way better in terms of growth than yeah. all the other ones you know it's just it's hard to argue with those results and right. I, I too want to want to do it myself again or recreate it but it's just I, a I matter keep, of buckling down and doing it i keep thinking about it and i'm like well just doing it in general and i'm like all right i got 100 pinkies thought out uh and then i'm like okay but i've got to boil 32 of these i've got to put gecko set on four of these i've right. got to make sure that these two are completely washed uh these two got to go in the tuna can uh, you're probably getting shoved down something's throat, and I don't even know why I have more than 99 pinkies when I only needed 99, and I counted out 100. I don't know what's happening. Anymore. <laughs> so that's and, 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 that so sounds very that familiar. Time, yeah, by the time that process is done, I'm just like, ah, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna cut anything. You're just, yeah. you're, you're, you're either eat or, 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 you know. So that's I cut but, everything. That's, Doesn't matter what it's going to, it gets cut. Even like a, adults, yep. by chance. Wow. Adults, really? Anything. Yeah. What if you have like yeah. a live feeder? I don't know if that's the question you want to answer. I don't know. Live feeders, that's a different story. Obviously, because I'm not a I'll see that be a, be a little morbid. I'm like, uh. That's like even the bugs. People are like, yeah, squish the bug and like rub it on their face and they'll start eating. I'm like, but I don't want to squish the bug. They I did that with baby Crested's man. You want to talk about getting them hooked on roaches? Like that was the only yeah. way I could get the, the ones to start getting on Dubia was to do that and it worked like a million bucks and as soon as they it was like crack dude as soon as they got that that taste first little bit. oh my god like <laughs> as soon as they I figured just, out that movement meant dubias they went nuts. yeah huh 
I just got my first crested gecko. So let's oh, go, really? baby. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, before that was, we get into that was another thing that I did though when I had crested is I I charted like I weighed them each week, but then I had a group that started on Dubia and a group that didn't, and I charted there because I weighed them weekly and I put that in a graph and or an Excel sheet and graphed it out. And the ones that started eating Dubia, dude, same thing as the the scoring of the feed. Oh, it's like, insane. I mean, oh, like the other ones would be fairly no, consistent, but no. more plateaued. But dude, those ones so you can see on the graph of the timeline when they started eating Dubia because it's like a check mark. It just yeah, it just goes straight up. That's makes sense. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's like so with with hognose. Uh, you know, I'm not you know off the off the corn snake subject a little bit. You you know, troubled feeders. You got a you got a pantheon of smells for them. Oh, absolutely. Um, you, you got the you got your normal you know your fish scents. Uh, you get your uh, the little canned hot dogs, which is yeah. odd. They Spam? they don't like those. No, the uh, what are this? Uh, Vienna sausages. Yeah. Little, oh, okay. Little, yeah. The the juice in there that that'll do it sometimes. Um, the I best my part, own. right? You drink that before you eat them. Oof. I, yeah. <laughs> no. no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, an, an old, uh, an older uh, hognose breeder told me to uh, do do a uh, a toad dip. It's kind of graphic. I don't really. I don't know. If you, no, you go gotta for eat. it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like, you freeze the toad and then and then blend yeah. it basically. Oh, okay. Uh, that's yeah. that's that's like the if they really really won't eat. Yeah, that's, I've, that's I've heard of people show. doing that with lizards for condors, and it works like a million yeah. bucks. I uh, yeah. I started making uh, or live that live is they, they they'll do the ones that won't take the scent will always take the live. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have one easily to grab, but what I started doing is uh I guess with the toad it would kind of suck. You have to like cut its leg off or something. But I made little tinctures uh, with different lizards' tails. Um, I had a spiny lizard tail. Uh, a, Bandy, uh, desert bandy geckos, which I, I, I produced a few of, and I, I cut off their tails. Well, I don't cut off their tails. I mean, you just like you look at them wrong and they drop their tail. And uh, I take the tail and I put it in like a one and a half ounce deli cup of water, and I, mm-hmm. I get the water almost boiling warm, right? And I put them together and I kind of uh, muddle the tail in there, right? And I spin it, spin it, spin it, and then I, I get it and I let it sit at room temperature for a little while. Uh, I toss mm-hmm. it in the freezer. And I've been using mm-hmm. that uh, different lizard flavors. Uh, on my Alterna and Leonis and stuff, and, and like shockingly, it's worked. Uh, I have hmm. never had to put a part of a lizard onto a mouse to make it eat. Um, not saying that that doesn't work. Obviously, tried and true. Uh, and I have right. never produced, you know, more than you know, twenty or thirty tough feeding species this year. May 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 test me. I've got a lot of pairs going, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Future times, right? But the, the 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 toad slurries. What you may start being able to do is take your toad slurries and, and instead of you know let that toad really expand out, make tinctures out of out of that, and you know mix it with warm water and have five or six delis instead oh, of yeah. just one, and, and you know let, spread it out because I don't <laughs> think it takes a ton of that. I don't think it does either. No smell, no. and also you wash. Usually you wash the pinky first, or boil it first, or wash it before you boil it, or then boil mm-hmm. it and then wash it, or whatever. You know, there's a million different thoughts on that. Uh, I actually, I actually have two different types of tongs. So I to get them off of it, I use the dirty tongs. And just to smell off the dirty tongs, we'll get them to to feed. Okay. And then once you get them to do that, then then the, usually the next time they'll take a, a regular, you know, regular we don't, pink. We don't hit on it too much because it doesn't come up too often. 
what's your go-to for tough feeding corn snakes? Uh, there's always like one a clutch. Boiled, yeah, yeah. You usually have one one a clutch boiled. That that usually does it or washed, um, yeah. or 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 king snakes. <laughs> just for it's a corn snake like get with the program or you know yeah. i got king snakes that are being jerks that don't want to eat so um yeah boiled boiled always works though boiled, yeah i have um, yet to have to do that really yeah it, uh, Dude, boiled that hasn't the, worked no i just haven't i haven't done it like i haven't had a need to even the f1 stuff really? that i've produced is like right out the gate eat huh. it's it's important to feed them as soon as they shed. I think you yeah. don't mess around. Don't give them a week. Don't the corn right. snakes as soon as they shed, even if they're about to shed, you know, the next day, yeah. put the pinky in there. Um, I, you know, I, 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 that the Matt Most and Zach Hoffman did an episode on feeding, and everybody should listen to that. But I, I started going to the school of Matt Most. Uh, if it's Tuesday and I'm feeding babies on Tuesday, and you hatched on Monday, you, I'm going to try to feed you. And yeah. Damn it, it works, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm pretty sure most pine snakes will eat while they're in the egg, uh, which is kind of <laughs> that's uh, nice. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm with you, man. If I have a if I have a corn snake that just doesn't want to eat, I mean, 21 times out of 22, boiled will work for me every time. I've uh, yeah. I've found braining works for me with the some of the good, ones yeah. that might be a mm-hmm. little bit more difficult. And since I've already got the razor out because I'm scoring pinkies anyways, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, there you that's go. True. There you uh, go. And uh, Hognose is actually dipping them in water and letting them drink off of the pinky. That works. Hmm. I haven't got no other species will will because Hognose will come right up to it and kind of just sniff it and then they right. won't eat it. Yeah. But if you can get them to drink water off the tip, and they're dumb. Uh, a lot a lot of times they'll open their mouth and you can just shove <laughs> it in there. They're just like look more water. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's basically what it is, but it it, it works. Uh, it's it's time consuming, but it, it works yeah. pretty well. Uh, I'd, I'd love to know your boiling process. I, I, I've got two, um, and I know people have asked this before. We've never really talked about the boiling process on the show. So uh, how, how do you go bo- about boiling pinks? I have a, a, boil, a, a cup, my, my, my pinky tea cup. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then I just, I just boil water on the stove. I, I pour it into the cup, and I walk it up steps. And by the time I get up there, they're, they're pretty much ready to go. I just get them out yep. before they – because they get gross. Can't yeah, let them go too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 20 seconds, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how long it takes me to walk up the steps. Don't want them getting um, rubbery. Yeah, oh, exploding. Yeah, if you boil too many, the walk up the steps, by the time you get the last one out, it's, yeah. you know, it's exploded. It's their stomach explodes and the little intestine <laughs> yeah. comes flying out. It's disgusting. It, yeah. Yeah, I, I do and, almost uh, the same thing. My, my up the steps is about 14 feet. Um, but I, I take, I have a black ceramic cup that's microwave safe. I fill it up about three quarters of the way with water. I stick it in the microwave for two and a half minutes or until I see it bubbling, which is about two and a half minutes. I get it out Mm -hmm. while it's boiling. I walk it to the room, but I have, I've started doing a cup of clean distilled water. Um, I don't know Mm -hmm. why we have really shitty water here. Aaron Brockovich has come, come to Corpus before, you know, huge shout out (laughs) to Aaron Brockovich. She's my homie, uh, her and Julia Roberts. Uh, you know, Julia hit me up. It's been a while. I haven't talked to you, but you know, I know she listens to the podcast. So, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll have my thawed out pinks. Now, I do start with thawed out pinks. I've heard of people starting with frozen pinks, uh, but I start with mine completely thawed and dried. Oh, okay. Uh, do you start with frozen? Frozen, yeah. I throw them uh, right in frozen. See, yep. some people do frozen. I, I thaw mine out, and what I do is I'll actually hold about five in my – I have long tongs, and I'll put about five in there because you know, if I touch them with my fingers, I might die. Uh, and I hold them in there for five seconds, 
pull them out and then drop them into the, the cool distilled water. And I pull mine out and I let mine completely dry. And that's, okay. that's been my go-to method. But uh, yeah, I've heard of a lot of people doing the frozen method. I kind of want to try that because it'd be really cool to like not wait till they thaw out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just faster, I think, is why I started doing it. And I just, I take them up there, and I take them out, put them on paper towel, and I just throw them in there. They're still warm. Like, the first one that's getting thrown in there is probably hot. Yeah. Um, and then by the time I've gotten through everybody, you know, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't mess around too much with the, I don't know, but like like you said, the, the, the corn snake. What's that? Doesn't have time for games. No, I don't. Not Especially not from corn snakes. Like, they need to get with the program and get with it quick. And they do. That's that's the best part about them. They're, you have a clutch of twenty. You throw twenty pinkies in there, and that twenty are gone. And yeah, you do that four times, and they're ready to sell. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And then you just hold back all twenty because you're upset. And then, of course. <laughs> and, then, and then you start realizing that it's a billion dollars a year in pinkies. And it's like, ah, I don't know. I, yeah, I I see some of these guys, and they're 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 buying like. They'll buy like thirty female corn snakes at like twenty twenty two, like babies. Yeah. I don't think they realize how many babies they're gonna get in yeah. three years, like or four years or five three, years or that one yeah. female that didn't grow fast. And yeah, it's like you, you, twenty. Just take twenty times one times two. To, you, you know, you're gonna gonna go from uh, zero hatchlings to two hundred fifty or three hundred fifty yeah. real quick. If you don't have a plan to sell that many animals, right? You're, I'm going to jump into this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in. I'm going to have even, let's say, ten pairings, right? And, and you know, you're obviously yeah. seasoned for this. I've seen pictures on your your page. You vend shows. Uh, you're in a great area for vending shows, right? There's a lot of really, really shows yeah. in Pennsylvania, uh, and and, <clears throat> and so uh, I don't think people really contemplate that too often. They're like, I'm going to get in the breeding game. I'm going to get you know three fem- female palmettos. I'm going to get two female scaleless. I'm going to get uh, you know five males. Now I've got uh, five point ten, which is you know great a great group. I'm going to right. invest you know maybe five six thousand dollars. Probably get, get get animals like that for that much money. I'm going to raise them up. Maybe you bought yearlings. Maybe you bought adults. Cool. And then and then you you produce 130 150 snakes. You know 10 10 yep. bunches of corn. So about 10, 150 snakes. And you stop and go okay. But now I've got to create a name for myself to start selling these damn things. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of the feeding, okay, you, you planned on feeding 150 snakes. You bought your bags of pinkies. You know, you know exactly mm-hmm. how many babies you've got to feed. Good. But now you got to sell them. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and you can't just hand them out at shows because you've invested five, $6,000. You've invested years of your time. You've invested thousands of dollars in mice, right, to keep all this going. Mm-hmm. You've invested, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of your own time right years Mm -hmm. of of progress and then now you've got to recuperate something that looks like thirty forty thousand dollars over a period of a couple years and you have exactly zero audience to sell these animals regardless of how active you are on social media because you've never sold Mm -hmm. snakes before right and how many people have we gotten to oh i gotta ask my wife oh uh uh how much is that and then you tell them and then you just literally they they don't even exist on this planet anymore yeah you know Nobody understands how, and that's why I don't sell too, too many animals. I just send them to Justin. I'm like, these are yours now. Uh, <laughs> I, I love, I love breeding yeah. animals. I love producing animals. I love, I've been two shows a year uh, and I love sending animals to my friends. That's my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do. Uh, but yeah, selling animals is very difficult. Uh, regardless it's, it's hard of how work. The market is. Yeah. It's hard work. It really is. Hey, you gotta get, you gotta get a wholesaler when you're, you're, you're looking at that many animals. You're not, yeah. If you've got a full-time job and you got 200 animals to sell, like 
I mean, if, if, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, you're planning on producing, you know, four to five hundred animals this year if you've got that many pairings, if not more. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm hope, I'm hoping over five hundred. Yeah, I was shooting and, for four hundred last year, and I was a little little shy. And you've got to you've got to live in an existence where the economy crashes and you keep five hundred babies, right? Which is just right. something that we have to understand right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say a hundred of them are easy sales, right? Snow condas, mm-hmm. uh, snow corns, <laughs> shockingly yeah. easy to sell. Snow corns are just like I can't yeah. keep them. I can't put them on my table at a show without somebody grabbing every single snow corn I produce for a hundred to one hundred and twenty-five bucks. Uh, but some of the you know your peppermint peppermint stripes, uh, peppermint, peppermint. Tesla stripes. Yeah, they sell great. They, they, they sell great. But maybe we have a, a, a cinder caramel, which out of the mm-hmm. egg isn't a striking animal, isn't something that's that uh, that uh, inducive to a quick sale. And it's it's easily, you know, a $150 animal, maybe maybe even more now. Uh, depends on mm-hmm. how, how the economy goes. And uh, it's, it's, people don't understand how hard you're going to work for that $150 sale, $200 sale. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's like you're saying, talking about going full time. It is full time plus, you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, it, did you know the landscaping? Well, pain in the ass. Did you notice a, a pretty big difference in terms of people buying over lockdown versus sort of now? If things like, did you see that is explosion of of can't keep anything on on morph market right. for longer than a day? You know, before. Um, a, a little bit. Ball pythons. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. Like it was night and day, even this year, beginning of this year, like March of last year, all pythons flying off the shelf. Uh, end of the year, not not so much. Um, uh, corn snakes are like steady Eddie. They, they, yeah. they always, they, they're, they're not the fast sellers, but they just, they just, they're, they're just going down the line. They're, they're consistent. They're sell. You, you make a profit. They're, it's, they weren't really affected. Um, the hog noses are hard for me to tell because I had so many more and so much better that yeah. I, that my my sales increased. When everybody was talking about sales decreasing, I was kind of like, uh, "Yeah, I'm, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm not. They're not decreasing for me." Um, so it's hard for me to say, but it, certainly the ball plays on market just they, they, that just dumped. It was. And I, I, it feels like it's coming back. It feels like people are starting to buy again, and they're, they're not so I, I think worried. That ball python market kind of paralleled uh, crested geckos, gargoyle geckos, uh, yeah. kind of your man. But I'm with you. Corns. Every corn I kind of posted. I, again, I didn't post much, but uh, corns it shows. To corns it shows sells. So corns it shows. Yeah. They, yeah. they just they're a great show seller, uh, especially in that like seventy five to one hundred and fifty dollar range, mm-hmm. uh, which. I mean, you walk you walk away from a show selling 10, 20 of those, and you you you, you feel yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah. You know, guards. What kind of guards did the same thing? I was selling three three hundred to six hundred thousand dollar guards. I couldn't even post them fast enough. I'd post something, it'd be sold. I'd bring it yeah. to a show. Somebody, I had a guy come up and buy damn near my whole table, five thousand dollars right there. And it's like, wow, okay, this is this is wild. And now guards are still maintaining value, right? They've, they've still maintained mm-hmm. their value. People are still paying those prices, but it's a lot harder to sell. And and that market mm-hmm. waxes and wanes. And I see that with the, the ball python guys at the local shows. Uh, they kind of are saying the same thing. The guys that on Sunday when they're packing up barely had any snakes left. Now mm-hmm. they're packing up on Sunday. I'm like, man, you got mostly a full table. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's certain things that sell every time with ball pythons. Your pides, your albinos, mm-hmm. 
your leucistics. Well, I guess all your different your, white versions of snakes. Your bells, bells, yeah. bananas, pies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Nobody wants to make them. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I'll make them. Bananas great. Yeah, everybody <laughs> they I do. see, they, they got banana ball pythons. And I don't, I don't even yeah. know how that morph works. And maybe, uh, you know, we're, we're derailing a little bit into, into ball pythons. But <laughs> hognose are kind of the same thing. Dude, albino hognose, snow hognose, superconda mm-hmm. hognose. Mm-hmm. You can't keep those. Like I can't imagine. Uh, it's nuts, especially albinos, because the yep. price point is real nice on the albinos. You're in that two fifty to three fifty yep. area, and you yeah they fly off the shelf. The snows are a little bit more expensive, so they, they take a little while. But you're still you're talking five, six, seven hundred bucks for, for it's a damn good a sale. snow. Yeah, yeah, it's a good sale. Absolutely. And, and I I think corn's the same way. You know, uh, Tessera snows, uh, Sunkiss mm-hmm. Tessera snows. Stuff like that sitting on your table for 150 to 200 bucks. Yeah, they fly, man. They, they people love that. Uh, s- snow, sun kissed snow. Uh, even start getting into your honeys. I mean, uh, honeys sell Honey. ridiculously well. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's it harkens back to that. Like, you know, me and Justin both have we kind of have a split between locality and more stuff. And some mm-hmm. of that locality stuff's a little tougher of a it's funny that stuff sells really well online. It doesn't sell online well shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's, it's kind of, you reach a broader audience and people kind of know, mm-hmm. well, not that many people have, well, I don't think anybody has lady islands corns that they're actually producing other than Justin right now. No. So, but you go to a show where there's five tables with corn snakes and you have a couple of normals for, you know, 75 to a hundred dollars. It's tough to sell. So that's tough. sell for sure. Yeah. For uh, sure. So what is your, do you have a projected timeline on going full time or is it right now kind of just a, 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 a twinkle? Um, it's, it, I'd like to keep the, uh, the W2 job. Like I'm going part time this year. I'm going three days a week, uh, with, nice. a, with the option, option to go two days a week. When I start having uh, two day shows, like I got some, uh, in Rhode Island, Virginia beach where I'm awesome. traveling. I need, yeah. I need a little bit of time cause you got to take care of the collections. Um, right. so I'd like to keep it till eh, another two, three years, keep it part time. Uh, it's nice because you get the W two with the taxes. It's nice yeah. to have a W two coming in. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to actually buy my neighbor's house if they well, if they'll ever sell it. Uh, and it would be nice to have a W two job to do that. Yeah, um, it I, definitely I, helps. I, I, Very hard yeah, to explain to a credit bureau when you're trying to get a. I sell snakes. I really do have money. Well, you're going to pay cash. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do payments for about 15, 20 years, maybe 30 years. I don't know about that. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. I like, I like to turn that into a snake house is my plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so I'd like to keep it till I, till I can buy that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they move out. I'm going to have to start leaving hints here. Another year. A couple, so. couple gunshots. Every show up. Tell, night them to, about yeah, tell them to get out. Yeah. Get out. And run outside. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that sound was. What did y'all hear that? I don't feel safe. Right. They're really nice too. I don't even. I don't. I have no. No. They're the best neighbors. But uh, the I want them. Uh, I want them gone. They're the best, but I want them right. Gone. Yeah, I, I need. They need to leave. They really do. No, but the tax. The tax write-offs for if I. If it's all snakes. It's all. It's all write-off. So I'm paying for a house with tax-free money. Uh, can't, how can Feels you good. lose there? <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I can expand as well. Then, then, yeah. then you really get into numbers. Then, it, it once you start space, space is yeah. is so valuable. Uh, it is. People don't realize that in this hobby, and especially you know we had uh, Mr. Westmoreland on here, and and you talking about full time snake breeding, and I don't think it gets talked about enough. 
the 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 viability of having actual space just to work right mm-hmm. you you can stack cages as high as the eye can see i i have uh, you know i have limited space now i'm supposed to be building a room it literally just didn't happen uh but personally my room is tiny and it sucks yeah and it, right it, it, you wouldn't even want to keep that many more animals it would just be the space the 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 mm-hmm. The volume of area to move around to feel freer, you feel less cramped. Mm-hmm. The animals feel less cramped. The biosecurity, like, you can keep species away from each so other. So much easier. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right now, I have hatchling room and an adult room, which makes it's nice when you go on the shows. You bring yeah. stuff, something back. It's, yeah. you know, it's a way. You know, I might have a bad year, but I'm not going to have a bad five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got that man. I've got a. I only do those two shows a year, and every time I take stuff to a show, I don't want to bring anything home. Yeah. And I, I hate that feeling of of wholesaling animals, but sometimes at the end of the day on Sunday, I just don't want to bring it back. I don't mind it at all. No, I don't mind wholesaling at all either. As long as the as long as the price points, right? Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, and you got the you got the the inventory. You got the the inventory. And and it's also if you're down to zero, then that's no good. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of, there's a funny thing it shows and, and, and I'm glad we're kind of talking about that. Uh, there's like a price point. If you go a two day show and you don't sell anything and somebody comes up to your table and offers to buy everything, almost every time you're selling everything so that you can pay for the show, you could get mm-hmm. home, you got gas, you got, you know, you got, you got mm-hmm. money in the bank. But yeah. then there's like, I only sold three or four animals, but I paid for the show, but I got hundred bucks, 500 bucks in my pocket. I'm going to take this stuff home. And then there's that, like, I did really well at the show. I've only got 10 to 20% of my animals left. I'm going to get rid of the rest of them. I'm going to go to Vegas. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a weird little thing that happens at vending shows. And, uh, you know, as, as my daughter gets older, I'll probably find myself vending more shows out of town, maybe try to do Daytona or Tinley mm-hmm. or uh, Arlington. Uh, that's a that's a human resources kind of thing. Like, right, I can't just leave my family and vend a show and do all the preparation before all the preparation after. Uh, but can't or won't i won't <laughs> i won't i won't leave them behind yeah i can't it's it's, it's it, tough it's a lot of work too that's letting uh, a show is that takes yeah. it out of you you do a yeah. few of those in a row and you're working full time <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't i don't get the not working 50 to 100 hours a week right like that's going to happen regardless so great and that's yeah you know, as we as we as we progress through our lives but yeah no being 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 your age and and, and uh going like you said, having that opportunity to go full time and, 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 and looking at buying another house and stuff. It's, yeah. it's a good, it's a good place to be. And I, ho- I hope that continues on, you know? Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. It seems to, I was talking to my CPA about it. He's like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's what he said. So that's another, you just, you just hit a great point. CPAs, uh, yeah. financial advisors. That's a great thing mm-hmm. for people to have in this hobby. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's always been the sort of the biggest disconnect. I think, for the people that do it full time versus people that are just part time or hobby, you know, they do it as, as a hobby. And it's that like, for me, it's, it's the logistics. Like, yeah, you can look up online what you need to do to start a business and, and that's great and all, but usually that's for businesses that have, that aren't like necessarily seasonal in terms of what they have to sell and it's more steady income. So like, for me, it's always been like, I've contemplated going full time. Like I've even mentioned to my wife, cause she works like, you know, at one point mm-hmm. I was like, I, I think I do want to do it full time, but then it was just the, the idea of like how do you go about doing that to where you have like your your sales and stuff are consistent and steady and not 
Well, they're never going to be. They're never going to be that. Yeah. You need to be in a position where it doesn't matter. No comment. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I mean that makes sense. It doesn't matter. You can have a bad month and it doesn't. You're good. You're you're selling this year's snakes for next year's money, right? Yeah. You're 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 planning 2024 as you sell 20. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's and that's that financial advisor, CPA, somebody backing mm-hmm. you up. Justin, mm-hmm. you've got you've got all the fortitude and the, and the capability of doing it, but Adrian, I think it's a great point. You are not you are not working for right now. You're not living check to check anymore. You're living year to year. It's a cyclical yeah. hobby, right? Uh, and this hobby will never be anything other than cyclical. And it'll also sway uh, based off of politics. Look at what we're going through with mm-hmm. uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm not talking about like actual like politics, us, uh, us and each other. I'm talking like animal politics, right? Look at all the different things that are going oh, yeah. on with 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 the intrusion into the hobby, mm-hmm. uh, allowance, non-allowance, state-dependent situations. You know, if if Daytona, one of the biggest show reptile shows, if some of these laws keep getting passed, is Daytona even going to exist anymore? Right. Right. You've got people that only vend Daytona, uh, right. and, and and if you look at some of these, From guys all over have, the country vending. Oh Daytona. yeah. Absolutely. Like the moment it gets more difficult for them, I don't think yeah. they're going to make that a priority each year, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's—I mm-hmm. don't think it's going to take much for that to be the case. Yeah, it's like yeah, Florida's sort of, crazy. I don't understand what it is. From like Montana or something, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, you can't sell hog noses." Mm-hmm. How many vendors are going to be like, "Okay, like, yeah. saves yeah. me." Like, yeah, Daytona's fun, but this is also going to save me a ton of expenses as far as travel and stuff. To where it's like, no, I don't have to deal with it. See you guys mm-hmm. at Tinley, or you know what, Morph Market's yeah. doing great. I'll just sell online, yeah. and that's yeah. that's that consistency, and and it's it's difficult. We're we're mm-hmm. we're 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 in, we're in an age and time where uh, our voices are 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 quiet, but they are being heard, and for mm-hmm. us to all be able to get involved in, um, and also promoting safe keeping, promoting safe hobbying, uh, absolutely pushing people away from the social media uh, extravaganza. Uh, you know, this is not safe, healthy keeping. Uh, you know, me and Justin talk about this all the time. We, we constantly see people doing egregious things to get clicks and likes and views. Carnival sure that's, circus. It's a circus. You're right. It is, it, it is a circus. It is. And, and then, Adrian, you're sitting here seeing stuff like this going on and going, that's my livelihood. This is what I'm trying to do right. the time. This is what I'm trying to make a living off of. And these guys are fucking it up, right? And it's, right. it's usually, it's you're talking about less than 1% of the hobbyists, right? Right, and, and right. Less than one percent, and they're doing a damn good job of screwing it up. Uh, and, and so, it's it's don't go out and tell those people what to do because that's not our job. People can do whatever they want. They won't listen. But teaching keepers and young people mm-hmm. and and our our future uh, hobbyists and current hobbyists to you know, hey, that's really cool. That's cool that you sent me that link. But I'm going to tell you this one thing: that's not a good thing to promote. That's that's dangerous and. Maybe they'll tell their kids. Maybe they'll tell their neighbors. Maybe they'll tell the next mm-hmm. person that sends them a link. You know, so I have, I have coworkers that do that. They're like, <laughs> check out this video on TikTok, and they'll look at it and be like, oh yeah, that guy's an idiot. I'm like, why? And I'll explain it to them. I'm like, right, because this isn't like, if you think this is what I do when I go home, like, yeah, that right, ain't it? Like, it's so <laughs> that far from it. that, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had a lady. uh, in her seventies, beautiful Marjorie, sweetheart, uh, came up to me. I was I had a table of corn snakes and geckos, and she was like, "You know, I really want to get a snake." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, her husband had passed, 
she's like, I just want a snake. She's like, I'm going to pass it on to my, my grandkids, actually. She's like, but I want a snake for, you know, maybe the next five, ten years. So I was like, okay. And, I, and she was like, you know, what kind of a snake you, you see him outgoing? I was like, yeah, I, I suggest a corn snake because like, I have a couple little bit larger corn snakes. I think it's a great animal. You know, I'll, let me get this one out. You can hold it. And she's like, wow, this is really cool. And she's like, the reason I want a snake is I saw this guy online that has these reticulated pythons. And he brings giant animals out. They got all these eggs. And he's all, and she's like, I see him, I, I see him on, the, on the Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't think that's what you want to do. And she was like, no, that seems so dangerous. She seems so, so uh, ignorant to just be in that situation where you could be bodily harm. And she's like, and and this old lady bought a corn snake from me. And about every six months, she calls me to tell me how this corn snake's doing. And and I'm just so Mm -hmm. there's stuff like that. But at the same time, I've had so many kids that have gotten corn snakes from me or, or, or geckos and stuff. And, and, and you know where they come from. My daughter, she gets on YouTube and she loves snakes and stuff. And I'm like, Lily, you're not watching that. She's like, oh, dad, why not? You know? And I'm like, because that's unsafe. I was like, what do we do? We put gloves on. Well, I put gloves on. She puts gloves on too because she's cute. But I'm like, you know, when we open tubs, how do we open them? She's like, oh, well, we use the hook even with the little snakes to make sure that they're not hungry. And, you know, I'm just teach her. And then she's mm-hmm. like, we make sure we support the belly and we make sure it's a snake that's not fussy. And if something is fussy, we just, you know, yeah. So there's. And most importantly, we're retaining brain cells. <laughs> also not doing literal math right and so it's always good <laughs> it's, you know 10 out of 10 highly suggest not to right do you have mm-hmm. a particular process in terms of choosing holdbacks that's um, something i'm always curious to to ask people because i'm always wondering if if like some people are like whatever the nicest one of the clutch is maybe the darkest one of the clutch the lightest one to hold on to those but I'm always curious if there's people that have more of a formula formula. There's always the there's always the, the hat band test, you know, that 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 uh, Kathy Love, I believe, or her husband talked about that. The prettiest prettiest ones for sure. And then uh, I I try to I I have clutches that I'm that I'm producing might sound bad, but like I'm uh, doing albino to albino and hognose, you know. I, I just I'm doing that to fund yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's like reality when you're, when you you're know, in that position, like you got to you know, do um, So I, I'm doing those to fund the other stuff, like I'm doing the, the uh, Mercury to the Sable. Uh, so I'm making triple hats that yeah. I might find someone to buy for a, a ridiculous amount of money, but probably going to keep the whole clutch. That's probably yeah. what's going to happen. Um, or I, I'll sell the, you know, the excess males off as just, just normal. Um, so the whole back is... The whole back is just hold back as many hog noses as you can. Get the really nice, pretty corn snakes and make sure yep. most of them are female. <laughs> yep. That's that's pretty much it. Um, and I and I I've built most of my collection. I haven't bought most of my collection. I I, I built, you know, obviously you have to buy, but like, I'm gonna probably spend a couple thousand a year on snakes. Mm-hmm. But, and for a collection this size, it's really that's nothing. People spend. Yeah obscene amounts of money on snakes and i never have i just i've just spent two thousand a year next year i spent yeah. two thousand more and just keep holding back the best looking ones and pretty snakes that, make pretty snakes that that linear growth again yeah pay your dues take your time if you're gonna do mm-hmm. this full time put in 10 years if not more yeah. like you said yeah and and make sure you're you're ready for it that's that's a damn good point no yeah those yeah. those triple head clutches man I, you know, I've got a couple of clutches I'm doing this year that are just like big, big, you know, just head on head on head or just, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, man, mm. you know, maybe we just, maybe we just keep all of them. You just know, keep all of them. Just got to yeah. keep them all. 
I'm so yeah. bad. I'm bad. I don't. I don't want to sell anything. So I just send it to Justin. I'm like, Justin, you just keep what you want, right? And right. He keeps, yeah, Justin, well, I sold you 20 snakes this year or something, 22, something like that. Don't even. Nice. I didn't even count. And, and, and you were all. Which ones do you want me to keep? I was like, all of them. Keep them. All. They're all good. These are all. Awesome. <laughs> but but I I can't. Yeah, it's that's the tough part is you can't keep them all. And I, of course yeah. I don't. I I plan on you not keeping everything, but. Yeah, and I'm big. I'm big on keeping good eaters. Like even if it's the right morph, even if it's exactly yeah. what I need, if it's being a pain in the butt, yeah, I, I don't want it. Yeah, it's not. It's, like, it's just going to make more pain in the butts if I can actually get it to breeding size. I totally and agree. Who needs you that? Get, you get that pain in the ass feeding, sell it. You know what I mean. Make yeah. sure it's eaten consistently. We're not going to sell a snake right. that's not eaten. But yeah, mm-hmm. those those don't make good breeders. You'll, yeah, no. it's no. It, like it, it breaks your heart when you have to do it. It'll, it'll break your heart. You, you're trying to, you know, you know yeah. how hard it is to make this this morphin, and you make it, and it's just, you know, six months later, you're like, I'm just gonna get rid of this thing. It's not working. Yeah, and, and like you, like you're, like you said, some of your corn morphs are three, four morphs, and it's really mm-hmm. hard when you hit that morph. You know, right? Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, this is probably a three or four hundred dollar snake. And you're like, mm. yeah, yeah, but you got to stay here now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. That was a, a big mistake when I first started was selling stuff that I should have kept. Yeah, for sure. Hold back. So you you got to hold back. You, you you sell you sell the, your 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 garbage. Your, yeah. You, you don't sell your good stuff. Like I think a lot of new uh, new breeders will. They want to make money or they want to look, you know, uh, look like that. Look look what I made. Yeah. No, you keep that at home. That stays home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I've done that. It's it. Oh, it makes yeah. you mad. That's something I've I've been as far as like holding back more than I have, you know. Mutton was on uh, Morelia Python Radio recently, and he was talking about you know if you're trying to do the line breeding thing, he's like you don't build that by only keeping a single or two animals from a clutch. Like you, you right. have to really be prepared for the long game and like hold on to more of them. And really, with the Ladies Island stuff, I think I have. I gave Jake a pair, but it ended up being two males. So I got those back and gave him one of the females. So I've got like 2.1, I think, of those in the F1s. Um, and it's it's one of those things where if I did those again, I probably would hold on to more of them long term because there was a, more variation than I was expecting, you know, color wise with, with some of those clutches that I got. And But it's also that thing where it's like space, too, because it's the same with chondros. Like, really, you don't want to just sell all your chondros out straight out the gate. When, yeah. They have mm-hmm. so much changing to do, because uh, then you you know you end up selling that one animal out of the clutch that ended up being just something so completely far off from everything else. Yeah. But you wouldn't have known that at the time. Uh, which I Dude, mean, that, isn't that, really a bad <laughs> thing? Because like Bill Steele says it perfectly. He's he's like you know that's almost the best advertising you can have because then someone else you know raises up that animal right back seller and they want to yeah. know where you you know where who who produced that where to come from. So Dude. it's not horrible. It's not not a bad thing necessarily, but in terms of like with the ladies Island stuff, I should have, I should have held on to, to more, I think than, than what I did with that first clutch. Did that Tessera from you? The is... ones I still have from, from that oh, my God. two or three, three Tesseras. Those are some one. of the best looking corn snakes. I've they're, seen they're looking Dude, good. How are they getting so pretty? <laughs> it's like that, that te- the Tessera I have, uh, you know, I have the, the ladies on the mail and he's, he's gorgeous gorgeous snake but dude i look at that tessera and i'm like there's no way that this came from you know what i mean and, and it's 
that's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those that that anery that uh, you got from Jake uh, that yes. I produced, dude. I have clutch mates of that animal. He's in not my going anywhere, and they don't look anything like that. It was nothing like that. And I don't have any. That's that same yellow thing that I got going on with a couple mm-hmm. of those other animals. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea where that's coming from. I and and, and it's it's just corn snakes. It right? still just Textbook. it blows my mind that that's an anery. Yeah, like you look at that. And and it's, it's, you have anybody guess what that is? And I bet you, eight out of yeah. ten people would not say anery. And and you know that that striped male that I got, you know Midas. He yeah. just every shed more and more yellow, more and more yellow. He's actually in the tub right now with his uh, snow sister. Uh, and, it, and it's like, she's the same way, you know, three quarters of that snake is yellow. Where did that, mm-hmm. and I know there's, is it the halo? Is that what we're talking about? It's not halo. Uh, it doesn't okay. come from any lines that I know of that are halo and it doesn't, halo doesn't perpetrate itself as far as I know outside of snow. And so right. what happened is I've been producing these anaries. Uh, it's a very simple pair, uh, it's an SMR, uh, Ultramel, Motley, Tessera, Het, Anary boy. And he goes to a Anary female that is, I mean, stock standard. Every Anary looks like this. And she's mm-hmm. Het Sunkiss, Het Hypo, Het uh, Amel. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Het Stripe. Uh, so she's Het Stripe. The male is Het Stripe Motley. So I get Stripes and Motleys out of the clutches. Uh, and like one out of seven or eight that I've kept track of, of these animals gets, and, and it's so funny. You can't, you would never be able to tell when they hatch. I mean, absolutely would never be able to tell. Right. And the first year you kind of can't even tell. And then some, something happens at about a year old. And these things look like they were dipped in yellow paint. Huh. And, it, and it's like half the body of the snake. And it's something nice. in the lineage. There's something in there going on. And it's probably a deep dive. We got to do with Sarah, uh, Sarah Moore. She's, you know, the, the goddess She'd be the one. snakes. <laughs> She'd mm-hmm. be the one to tell us possibly yep. what's going on. I know the lineage. I, uh, Russell Th- Southard uh, produced the Anary, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, SMR, uh, ma- name is, is a bit blank of me, uh, produced the male. Uh, I have f- full lineage on both animals, right? Back to their mm-hmm. original pairings. And it's like, but why does one? And, and so I, I held back a, a couple from their clutches and I didn't breed them last year. Uh, but I took the son and went back to the mom last year, uh, to see what that does. And me and Justin both have a handful of those animals. And this year I'm taking the son and putting it to the sister that both have that Mm -hmm. kind of yellow thing going on. Um, could be the point, could be the point of mutation that that, that happens. Yeah. I, but it wouldn't be that frequent. I would assume, uh, well, yeah, I guess the point of mutation would have to be on both sides at that point. This so, yeah. has got to be something uh, decided out of the lineage because it's also out of multiple clutches over multiple years. And it's just mm-hmm. one or two. But this snake that I sent to Jake, I mean, it looked like a stock standard anery. I said, I'm like, yeah, it did. It's, it just, I, I, I remember the pictures that I sent him before I sent it. And dude, you look at this thing now and it's like that. It looks, it looks like a honey, but it's an anery. It's weird. It's he's he's going to, he's going to be putting some work in. Nice. That's the, that's the fun stuff. That's yeah. the fun stuff. I mean, that's, that's the stuff the, I get the most stuff. excited about. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what, that's what you do it for. You're, you're yeah. you know, it's producing animals for, for pets and stuff like that, but you're yeah. doing it for the, that stuff. In the end, we breed for ourselves. It pops up. Well, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, uh, in, in your collections, anything you're, you're hoping to add or planning to add? 
Um, I've recently had some uh, house snakes. I forgot about that. I, I think oh, house nice. snakes are gonna. I think they're gonna do something here. I, they've I, been, I they've been making a pretty big resurgence. The, the, uh, lots of morphs. Years, yeah. Yeah, I, I I picked up just a pair. Uh, just kind of playing around with it. They they breed in the winter time too. I like I like that stuff. The tricolors, the the uh, the file snakes, the house snakes. You can breed them in the winter time and get eggs at weird times. So mm-hmm. It's nice, and they're basically colubrids. They're not, but it, it also uh, helps with that cyclical when once you're full time, right? Like now, yeah. now you've got some eggs yep. at some different times. Ball pythons. I don't even know when ball pythons breed, but I assume it's different than all the time. Yeah. They, they, yeah, you can get it. I actually have eggs that are going to be hatching. Whole place on eggs are going to be hatching nice. here in about a week, and I'll have go. some yeah. laying. Yeah, yeah, you get them all times of the year. What um, uh, what kind of house snakes did you get? Uh, just a T negative albino and a and a head. So cool. they uh, always look like fun. I always I always wanted some of them, and just never never ended up in any of them. They're like they're like corn snakes. They're I, I I can't tell you anything different. They're exactly like corn snakes. They're, they're a corn snake that bred with a python. Right? I've heard they're very they're yeah. very. They kind of have that python head looking. Yeah. And they wrap up. They wrap everything all the way around. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. They're I, they're I, extreme I wrappers. I had a pair that I had gotten in a trade, and and I ended up. I when I got them, I was sending them off to somebody else. I didn't even keep them that long. But man, five or six times feeding them, dude. They bite. They wrap them mm-hmm. all the way around. It's they're yeah. cute. Yeah. Only thing that's worse is the Florida king snakes. They, I got, I got a couple females that will wrap <laughs> out of the bin. They fall out of the bin. They yeah. wrap so much. It, it's so funny that we, we kind of, we, me and you know, all of us kind of poo poo on Florida kings a little bit here and there. They are kind of psychopaths, but God, look at those those hypo mosaics when they hatch, man. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. They're so, you know, I think they're beautiful as adults too. They have a very, I do. They, <laughs> they have a very specific look. They have that very soft umber tones. Uh, mm-hmm. They get that kind of neat desert camo kind of look, but they still have those flecks of red and orange. They're gorgeous animals, but dude, as babies, they're so crazy. They're striking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At shows, they stop people. They 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 stop them. They never they never sell at shows. I always sell them online. <laughs> they sell yeah. great. Like they sell like amazing. Like you get people from like I had a guy from Tokyo asking me if I could send him something. Guys. I was like I don't got I don't got enough to send to Tokyo. I'm sorry, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> But no one ever buys them on a show, but they stop. They're like, stop. Like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. What and is like, that? It's a Florida King. And they're like, oh. Then they look at the price and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want. No, that's way too much for a Florida King. <laughs> they look at it. And they do that little face like, mm, oh, Florida. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, Justin no already told me about those. <laughs> exactly what it is. So uh, no particular corn morphs or that you're planning on adding? Uh, corn morphs. Ah. Uh, I haven't really thought about about adding anything. I I, I got mandarins yeah. in this year. Yeah. Um. I really like those. I want to put them in Sunkist, of oh, course. They're so nice. And, and test stripes. I'm gonna be test producing and, a ton of those in the next couple of years. Yeah. Got those from uh, Alan Rock. Uh, oh, cool. Rock Creek. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a good guy. And I got some. Uh, my my buddy uh, Chris Troop sent me a pair of um, pie-sided blood red. One's hypo and one's granite. Uh, nice. 66 hat for each other. So we'll see how that goes. I like the blood red stuff for sure. Granite um, is uh, uh, anary an- and an- charcoal. Um, oh, no, it's just it's, it's just no, no, no. And... blood red. Yeah, diffuse. Okay. Yeah, it's the it's the compart- uh It's pewter and granite. Okay, right. Pewter yeah. charcoal and, and then granites. Yeah. The and they're both really nice uh, pie sided too. Like at first, pie sided was like 
I'd see it and I'm like, eh, I don't know. But these are like they're pretty pretty high expression. Like they're coming up to size. They're down nice. the, the back of the animal. You know, they're you're getting the. So. That's cool. So that that's that's what I'm working for sure with the blood red. You know, uh, blood red's so good. Dude, diffuse, just diffuse into dip, throw diffuse into everything. I want to see Castagna, uh, oh, Mandarin oh, diffuse. I don't think I've ever seen a diffuse Mandarin, uh, and that's going to be cool because nah. yeah. what, what what Mandarin does to well, so Mandarin, so everybody and I, I we we need to break this down more because I've had people tell me. Uh, so Albino <laughs> Castagna, uh, Castagna's, right. uh, you know, Justin and me are both huge fans of Castagna. Uh, it's a hypotype. It's got a very neat brown tone to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin's become uh, enamored with them. Um, and then you throw albino onto it, and you get like the orangest snake you could possibly make. Right, right. It and and the ombre thing, the yeah. ombre thing is what gets me. Where it's yeah. really striking, and then at the at the end, it's it's white, you know. Yeah, and then now throw diffused on that, blow out the sides. What are those mm-hmm. sides even going to do? Are they going to be kind of mm-hmm. a white tone, or are they going to get that kind of soft orange while everything else has the deeper orange while that's cut through the white? And right. yeah, I think that'd be a that'd be a cool thing to to work towards. Yeah, to the that... world. That group of five the world. from Eric, they're all head AML, so nice. gotta, plenty nice. all the ingredients are there. Just gotta get them up to up to size. Yeah, I think I think time's gonna show us that there was a few morphs that got left behind, specifically Castagna. Uh that yeah. we were, we were if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> we were wrong to forget <laughs> about those. Uh so what do you where do you see the hobby going as far you know, it's corn snakes as far as morphs go. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you see where do you see the next few years? What do you what do you think is going to start getting popular or less popular? Less popular? Uh, no, I don't see anything getting less popular. Uh, I see some things going down in price. We're already seeing it with like palmettos and stuff like that. Like that's, I can't believe how long that that price is stuck. Um, Dude, they were a thousand dollars a baby for like twelve years for her. Yeah, yeah. I, I got offered a pair. Like ten years ago, a pair of pets for like fourteen hundred dollars. Like, what? Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. I and don't, if you would have bought them, raised them up, and bred them, you would have sold every one of those babies. For I know. I would. I, I would. I would own my neighbor's house. I would already have owned my neighbor's house. Yeah. But. But we thought. I mean, you know, look back ten years. I thought those things were going to be four hundred bucks or three hundred bucks in in three years. Right? There's just no way. Right, because there's not. Uh, I like them. I, I really do. I like. I like the way they look, but I don't think there's anything you can do with them. There's nothing you can do with them. Uh, Everything you add the, to them. Eh, yeah, that's the kind of how I feel. Caramel. Some of the anary caramel ones are badass. I, I think they're all right, cool. but you're taking away color. And there's not a whole lot there uh, to begin with. Changing uh, the color like of that. the specs. Yeah, like the 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 the, the gray blue red thing is cool with the white, and then the yeah, I don't know. Um, sounds like corn snakes are kind of, they're always steady. They're always, there's nothing that's, they're not going way up. They're not going way down. Nothing's, um, certainly Castania is going to go somewhere. Um, (laughs) I think so. I'd like to see buff go somewhere, but nobody cares about buff. Nobody gives a shit about buff. That's another one, man. So good. A buff Amel, a buff, uh, a buff Amel, uh, Castania. Now that's gonna be orange steak. Buff mandarins. That's a fucking yeah. real orange steak. Man. Yeah, that's a real Those, orange steak. Not put sunkist on top of it. What do you get? It's never been done. It's perfection yeah. right there, probably. And w- what's funny is buff sunkist castania amel. You've got three modifiers sitting on top of amel, 
and people mm-hmm. something something about AML and corns. People think there's not enough depth to it, and I disagree. Look at the variance yeah. in AMLs, right? You know, I you're gonna take I, anery yeah. and put it on that animal, and you're gonna get the same snow that every single snow looks like, with the exception of some variants of pink. Um, mm-hmm. Keep anery, keep anery out of that. But man, putting putting AML into that, I think you're right. That'd be yeah, yeah. I I keep way too much AML in my in my collection for sure. It's good. And, it's, it's good. It, it, it is. It is. I, and I try to switch it up with the ultra milk. Yeah. Yeah. Ultra <laughs> Are there ultra milk castanias out there, Justin? Oh. I think so. Really? No. I, I don't think uh, I've seen one. I think someone nice. had one on Morph Market recently. What is? I'll look that up. Yeah. Oh man, then just put Sunkist in it. Everything I see, I want Sunkist mm-hmm. in it. I just see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, Sunkist. Charcoals, uh, Eric made. I, I, he had them posted for the longest time. I almost bought them. I never did. I should yeah. have. That, that, I yeah. like that com- that uh, that combo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He had That's those castanias on Morph Market Man for the longest time, and it was they. I mean, they were like fresh baby pictures, so they kind of just looked like anneries. Yeah, like really mm-hmm. dark, nothing too descript. And I was like, "What are you doing with those?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "I don't know. You got any bairds left?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I do." Dude, first shed when I got them, just mm-hmm. blush, like the blushing just started coming out. And like I don't know, I love that morph because of how like sort of subtle it is. For the most part, like I, like that male I just got from Kasiki, like I oh, wouldn't consider him like pretty. high expression, but he you can tell he's he's not a normal. Um, and even the variation I have from those those babies I got from from Eric, like mm-hmm. I have some that are much paler and almost look like ghosts. And then I have some that have much more intense oranges on the neck and fade a lot. Like, it's really interesting. <laughs> just, I don't know. And I, I like sort of just the softness of it in terms of the look. I can't Absolutely. Really put my finger on it. I just, that's one that I, I think is, has been overlooked or maybe people just didn't see a whole lot of potential in it. But yeah, it's man, Mandarin's a pretty good, I think, example of, of that it, it hasn't been done enough. Like, there hasn't been Absolutely. enough time into it. <clears throat> Absolutely. When I, I got my pair of mandarins from, from Alan and I got them straight out, basically straight out of the egg. Like they had hatched like four days earlier and he, he brought them to a show and we made a trade and they look like snows. That's what they look like. They look like snows. Like, and then they shed and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. They shed again. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Now they're like, it's like a, a, a highlighter in the first mm-hmm. third of the body. And then it just, it just gets whiter and whiter, you know, more and more white on the animal as it, as it gets to the end. So. Yeah, I have the, the little female I have from Chris. You know, every time she sheds, it's like it just gets yeah. more and more intense. You know, it's yeah. just wild. Like at first, I was like, yeah, it's nice. And then like the oranges just started getting brighter and brighter and brighter. It's like, oh my God. But yeah. I have my it's plan is, is I have so I have the adult male that I just got from Mike Kosicki. And then he sent me another male last year that's a Castagna Motley that I'm planning to tie in to stuff this year. Um, just to have some more heads mm-hmm. and sort of have more available for stuff I want to do down the line. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that morph just—it's one of those yeah. things. Just like, just like honey, you know, I love honey. That's yeah. really one of my favorites. That's... Like, I just want to put it in a freaking everything. Yeah, I need to get some of that in my life because it's—it's I, I, it's a good combo, and I just—I don't have it. And it's got some kissed in it, so I should—I <laughs> should have it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh. Justin's doing a Castagna male to a ghost tessera female this year, right? Oh, that was the original plan, but I'm now I'm 
I'm second guessing it because it's now it's just a question of do I want to throw Tessera in this early? I mean, you're going to get triple heads. So, like, basically, it's either do I pair that that Castagna Motley male to that Ghost Tessera female or to the original Ladies Island female? Could do both, and then just have head Castagnas. Could could do both. I could yeah, do you're both. right. But God, taking that taking that Ghost Tessera female and putting her back to that Ladies Island male, we know what that produces, and that's a damn good pairing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm voting both. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cool with you doing both with that castagna male and making a bunch of castanias well I think the other option was because I lost that pied blood red female I have that male and since that was sort of a particular bloodline that one person was working with for a very long time and that pair was gifted to me and like with the intent of me carrying it on do I now sort of do what I can to preserve that bloodline and pair that male to one of these females you know, I just, I don't know. Like, it, my, I had my plans, and of course, yeah. like, I, like I say, you know, announcing your plans is a good way to make God laugh. That uh, is. You know, this is. is. Here I am, just after I warm everything up, you know, kind of trying to reevaluate what I need to do. But it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's tough. It's especially, yeah. and then that's one thing, you know, Justin, you, 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 you've grazed over it, but. Uh, losing animals in a collection that you have plans for, uh, yeah. Adrian. You, you you know this completely. Going full time, it's yeah. not a one. If if you want to if you want to produce clutches of you know snow hognos, right? Like we were just saying, great selling animal mm-hmm. makes a lot of money. One point one probably ain't going to do it. You know what I mean? No. You, you've no. you've got to have that that yeah. backup plan. You've got to, and, and it's tough. Uh, you know, we look at this in two ways. We look at this as in light of hobbyists, right? We, we, all three of us are hobbyists and we, we have our hobby projects and we don't want to overwhelm ourselves with, uh, you know, four snakes, six snakes, eight snakes for a project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Justin, it, you know, we also reinforce that idea. If you're really planning on a project and this is your set, this is your plan, this is your future, this is where I'm going in 10 years. It's, you know, it's so easy for 1.1 to just go. Uh, yep. I've had have I've had email, females die egg bound. I've had females die right after laying. Uh, I've had males just me open up a tub and mm-hmm. the fucker's dead. You know, yep. and it's uh, and I, I've got a small collection. I, you know, I'm probably still under a hundred snakes, and, and it, it's you know. Mm-hmm. The thing I've learned is keep extra males because there's nothing yep. worse than having three females and your male gone, and now you're buying back into the project or. Just now, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. it sucks, man. Because that was that that pied blood red pair was one that I tried last year and, and struck out on. But this year, I was that was mm-hmm. one of the pairs I was probably most excited because it was just one of those things where it's like I really just need a clutch to be able to yeah. keep it going. Just need a clutch. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't matter. Good looking snakes, small yeah. snakes. Like yeah. I don't care. I just need something. Yeah, and yeah, that's, uh, now that's been set back severely. So. Yeah, and when you're running numbers of, of breeding animals, you're you're gonna lose every year. I lose animals. So that I, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that I, I lose animals every year. We lose babies. We lose adults. If mm-hmm. you have a collection of any size over, you know, mm-hmm. I understand. You got five, six snakes. You you lose a snake. It's it's massive. Uh, or geckos. I, I mean, you know, I, any reptiles. That matter. Any, breeding goddamn any animal. Mm-hmm. People that breed. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? You breed an animal, and you're uh, I mean, yeah. As, as we encompass the idea of life, we are sitting here on the idea that we all got to pay the tax, man. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the only, 
Uh, the only reason mm -hmm. we have life in the first place, the only reason it matters, the only reason we uh, enjoy it, the only reason we enjoy these animals, because at some point they're gone. Uh, everything yeah. is limited. If they if they were going to live for two hundred years, five hundred years, or something like that, you, you, people ain't going to be breeding corn snakes, and it's it's a, it's a tough factor. And, and Justin, that's a big loss, yeah. and, I, and I know it hits you pretty hard, but I think you'll you know you'll still have, you have to, to pivot. Those animals, yeah. yeah, you just have to pivot. That's all you can do is just yep. pivot. Just just look at it. Look at what you got. Whether you got to spend some money or make some hats and bring back, you know, it make your get your male back or your female back, and then I think it, it it stings even more because, like I said, that pair was like sent to me as like this is a specific line of like pied blood reds that someone has been working with for yeah. like over mm -hmm. a decade, and you know we want you to have them and and take that football and run with it, and it's like. Okay. There's, there's that. There's a level of disappointment that you don't want to inflict on others. But Justin, you don't, don't, don't even sweat that, man. No. It's they know they wouldn't have sent them to you if they didn't think you were doing the right thing. And we all know you, you, you did. And fucking stuff happens, man. It's, 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 yeah. it's tough. But I've I, killed I, enough I, chondros to <laughs> where my my balls are. That, that's shin, my balls are shin proof. <laughs> that's fairly easy. Uh, so I but. say it all the time. I have killed thousands and thousands of dollars of Baja rat snakes. I have murdered those things without, without question eating till the day they died. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, we've, we've, we've tricolor hog nose Dude. breeding feet, breeding female. You're lucky if you get the four, four years. I've, I've heard, I've heard they're, they're fast and loose. Man. I mean, they already yeah. have, yeah, they already have shorter lifespans than, than most snakes. Yeah. You're looking like males breeding males. Like I had a male just die out. Uh, the, the, the female died, and it, a couple months later, the male died. He was he was six. This was his yeah. second female. Wow! But I haven't like got six to eight years, right? Six to eight years of life, and that's it. If you're not breeding them, yeah. yeah. Uh, the males, I'm sure. I'm sure males could get the. They're going to be ancient. Your females, I don't think you're getting past four if you're breeding them. Yeah. I really don't. Maybe, uh, maybe five. And, and aren't, isn't that a snake that even if you don't brumate it, they're going to ovulate regardless? Oh yeah. Okay. You have, you have to cool them down now. to stop them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Three, four clutches a year. I've heard wild things about them. I got. I had one female give me ninety eggs in one season. Oh, now, 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 hold on a sec. Now <laughs> I bred her in the winter, late winter, so it was the beginning of this of the year. Mm -hmm. It was would have been two thousand. I want to say nineteen. Um, so it was the beginning of two thousand nineteen, and then then cooled her off. Yeah, you know, got 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 three, four clutches out of her, cooled her off. Jeez. Went through the summer, started breeding her again, and she laid three clutches before the end of the season again. So I had four clutches at the beginning and I had three. In the, yeah. and, and I don't think anybody listening to this needs to take that lightly as if, oh, you're going to produce a whole bunch of $300, $350, $400 snakes. You oh, also got to get them feeding. They're <laughs> a pain in the ass. They, they will trip. Oh. oh, they are a pain in the ass. I've heard really that even are. if you get them feeding, they don't stay feeding every time, and they're they're fun. They're they, <sighs> Yeah, it's yeah. You you really want to. Uh, I've learned with before you take them to shows or before you, you put them online, you really need to make sure those have been eating for a while. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they're a real pain. The, and the weird thing is, they will just not eat for months and months and yeah. months, and then just 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 one day, just decide to start eating. Yeah. It's it's weird. And every clutch, there'll be a couple that just don't that just yeah. don't eat. 
I, you know, I did, um, I did rosy bows for a long time uh, before I found out I couldn't have them. And dude, those are the weirdest snakes for feeding. <laughs> had them illegally for years. We're going to edit that out. No, no, I'm outside the statute of limitations. Uh, I have okay. his address if the cops want to know. Just message me. So. Fish and Wildlife has been here. We're good. I have black pines. We're all right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I can't. I have a plethora of things I can't have. But dude, yeah, I had rosy bows forever. You want to talk about an animal that just like will eat, won't eat, maybe did eat, maybe doesn't eat, take its water bowl mm. out because it'll just throw up. Dumber than fucking rocks. Uh, so every snake's different, and, and yeah, I've, I've heard that uh, that tricolor hogs are kind of like that. They'll, they'll eat, they won't eat. Maybe they do eat. Then maybe the female gives you four hundred and thirty thousand babies that don't want to eat. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. You're working with them, though. I mean, I you know, I, I enjoy them. Yeah, they're really yeah. cool animals. They're really, really neat. They're like no other snake. They don't act like like they they, they have this weird twitchy thing that they do. The like scalation. I can, is so odd it's not i don't know the right way to describe it. it's like keeled scales that are exceptionally smooth yes they're very small they're very very small absolutely and they they i don't know how to like i can take them out of the show and like sit it on top of a display case and it'll just like twitch and flip and just kind of sit there it won't it's got the they're they're the oddest little snakes (laughs) they really are uh and they're gorgeous and they are, yeah. yeah. And then some of them go black and white, like they 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 they'll get that. Uh, they call it hypo e. I don't I don't know if that's a thing or not, but uh, yeah, they, some of them just go black and some of them yeah. don't. Yeah, and they're really cool when they go black. They they're really get neat, that yeah. ir- iridis- iridescence and everything. But, so we we kind of hit a point with everybody that's on the show and ask them about two different morphs to get their opinion. Uh, I think we've kind of already clicked the palmetto button and and, and gotten your opinion on that. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on scaleless and maybe the future of scaleless? Scaleless corn snakes? Yes, sir. Yeah. Of course, uh, I love them, uh, but I uh, they're kind of like palmettos. I, I I think the classics look the best. I don't think when you add other stuff, it kind of takes it away. Uh, maybe annery. I like the anneries. Uh, annery scaleless are so bad. <laughs> Sarah, they're kind of cool with the stripe thing going on. Uh, a lot of the other ones, I'm just kind of like, eh, snows yeah. look very odd. I don't snows like the way real, snows look. Some yeah, of the reverse reverse like, look really badass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I have seen some of those. Oh, they they look nice. Um, I think they they got a spot, but they're not going to be like uh, it's it's a spot in in the, in the the morph morphology. They peaked in high school. <laughs> they peaked in high school. That's a good way of putting it. You know, it's funny. I know people that are so obsessed with scaleless. That's the only corn snakes they want to have. Mm-hmm. They 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 gecko people get into corn snakes because of the scaleless, and it's so funny. I want a snake that feels like a gecko. They diverge <laughs> out of it. Everybody that gets into the scaleless in corn snakes diverges yeah. out of that, and then all of a sudden they've got charcoal stuff or diffused stuff or oh, have you ever seen a honey? Yeah, yeah I've seen a honey. Yeah, you're right. And now they got you know, it's it's a. I think they're I think they're, yeah. I think they're gorgeous. Uh, I think they got a place, but yeah. they're not. They're not the 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 top. Yeah. I don't know, man. Day. Like going to Daytona and seeing how many het stuff is available. You know, that's het scaleless, het palmetto. Mm-hmm. There were some tables that had really nice stuff. And it was almost frustrating because it was like I'm just trying to find something that I like that doesn't have this floating around in it because I really don't <laughs> want any of it. Yeah, nothing against yeah. it. I just have zero interest in it. Yeah, you know, it's like damn, everything right. is het for this. Like, what the hell? 
there, there's well, a guy that listens that I'm trying to get on the show, and I forget his name. And hopefully, if he's listening right now, message me. And he deals almost exclusively with Scaleless Palmetto, Scaleless Palmettos, and then the albino added in that. I think he produced the first albino Scaleless Palmetto. Uh, and it's I want I want I want to I want to hear more about that. I want to you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a very interesting looking animal. It's 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 weird, and the thing I like about it is completely healthy animal, right? Like no shit. It is, issues. yeah, and that's that's something that I I can back. Like we're not, we will as hobbyists, and Adrian, me, and you will as old men, right? We'll we'll be grumpy about it. We'll be like, that's not you know not my job. You're taking our jobs, and uh, right. you know, uh, but I want to I I want to I want to agree with that other side of the tracks as well. Um, and and, I don't, and like, like I said, I don't have anything against it. I just don't. A, I, I don't understand the appeal, at least with Scaleless in particular. Palmetto, I'm just fairly indifferent to, but I just, I don't know. It just does nothing for me. I'm with you on the Palmetto. It does nothing for me. See, I I sit further on the Palmetto tracks, whereas I see a Palmetto, I'm like, damn. You know, that's, I think that's a really cool looking animal. I, got I saw one snakes. that was so bug-eyed on Instagram. <laughs> it, it looked painful. <laughs> it looked it painful. Fun. I was like, oh my God, like... <laughs> Just, Do you remember the, uh, the, the Texas cool. rats? Yeah. The, the, uh, the blue-eyed uh, Texas rats, they were like Yeah. It's so, like, so there's two lines of leucism in Obsolita, and one of them is uh, a visual visual head. So you have rusty rats that make leucisms, yeah. and they're fine. Uh, I don't think there's any bug eye that happens with that. Uh, you know, Dr. Travis Wyman's done a couple podcasts talking about the uh, – the eyes of the animal, the scalation on the eyes being one of the last things that forms. And that's why when the pigment is forming, when it doesn't form the scalation, the eyes, there's a reason for the bug eye. And then mm. it's kind of funny that these het leucistic animals don't do that. Yet the leucistic animals that are directly recessive do that. And it's, Oh my God, mm-hmm. I, I know exactly what we're talking about those bug eyes. They were, they were huge. It's so Huge, funny. and you know what's funny? Those are mostly healthy animals. Those animals are going to live mm-hmm. long lives. They're going to look dumber and yeah. shit. They're like a Furby. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 it. You know, and I, I, there's a local girl who bought a bug eye palmetto, and she was so proud of it. And she posted on the lo- look at my little cute little baby. I'm like, that shit ain't cute. Look dumber than hell. But, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. what do we do about then- deleterious means? You know. Oddly enough, like Subox, I'm like completely fine. Maybe it's because they're supposed to be like that. They're supposed like, to be okay. like that, yeah. Yeah. They they look too look stupid as hell, but yeah. Whatever. Like they're kind that they're built to. Like that's what they're They're supposed to be stupid. Supposed to be that way. <laughs> it's like crested geckos, man. They're just you know what I mean? We, they're just mm-hmm. you look at them and you can't not love them, right? It's uh, right. You just want to not a anyways. thought between those eyes, but they're not at one. <laughs> now, what a, no, what a great species, though. The lights are on, but no one's home. <laughs> oh goodness! That, that's that's the hog nose right there. They are not bright. I've had I've had males trying to eat themselves. I've had they yeah, use, use, right. use use alcohol to get them from stop eating himself. I, he he had his tail down his throat like I was worried for his life. He was going to end his own life. <laughs> Hognos blow my mind they're because they're dumb. They're they're so. As far as snakes go, hognos are so far along the evolution ladder. Right, you're talking mm-hmm. about an animal that has adapted venom, 
uh, an animal that has adapted a specific pattern and capability of hunting other prey items that no other snake has. Well, to some extent, right? Like we, we talk about that in a, in a, in a sandbox. Uh, it has adapted scalation for its environment. It is, it, mm-hmm. they play dead. They musk in a certain way. They hiss in a certain way. They hood in a certain way. If you look at the pantheon of things that these animals do, it is shocking how fucking stupid they are. And I'm sorry. <laughs> how often they chew on the side of my yeah. tubs? <laughs> it's like, dude, you are the pinnacle of serpentine evolution with the exception of like the king cobra. Right, like mm-hmm. it, it, it potentially has adapted to more situations than the king cobra because you're yeah. two foot long, and you're dumb. Yeah. Right? It's- Darwin would have rewrote the book had he had one of those in front of him <laughs> like, at the time. And, and then, like, like all of Darwin's books at the end, there's like a there's like a little note that's written in uh, in, in, in uh, beautiful calligraphy because I gotta assume that's how Darwin wrote everything. He's like, all of these mm-hmm. things are exception to the heterodon and colubroid species that have hog nose. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this works. It's <laughs> it's the dodo it's the dodo bird. Uh, I've been you know, studying finches for years. This snake has made me question all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a Zach Lofman thing. I hope he's listening to this because it's just such a beautiful, beautiful species, mm-hmm. beautiful morphs, and, and then you have, like I said, all these neat things that they've adapted themselves to. It's just crazy. It's mm-hmm. it, it's adapting things from different species across the world, parallel evolution, uh, without question, right? And it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sitting there just eating its own damn tail, right? <laughs> so it's just. It's like, oh man, <laughs> where did we go wrong? Right, I'm, I'm putting sanitizer on the side of it, trying to get it to get off. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, stop that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so. Justin, you got anything? Anything else you want to ask, Adrian? No, I think we covered all the bases. All right. It's good to meet Adrian, you guys. You. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll definitely stay in contact. We'll, we'll we'll keep up. You're 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 definitely part of the part of the group of people we're gonna enjoy talking to. Awesome. Sounds good. You just so you have a new Instagram now though, because your other one got I did pirated. It's I, I, I changed phones and then my new phone would not it, Instagram would not allow me to get onto Instagram on you my new phone. Yourself? I hacked myself. I can get onto it on my old phone, but you know, it's my old phone. I'm not gonna be, you know, looking at it. So I right. I changed the name and then changed it back on a new account. So I got Adrian Scott's creations on a new account. So but I'm mostly on Facebook anyway. I'm old. Okay. What I'm shows old. do you usually vent? Um, I'm at the Mid Atlantic um, every time. That's like 20 minutes from my house. And then uh, uh, doing um, Hamburg when I can get a table. I'm on the list finally, at least. Nice. Um, there you go. Yeah. Progress. Uh, progress. Yeah, it's hard to get in there. Uh, Gettysburg. I do Oaks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. I do okay there. It's all right. Sometimes it's um, just fun to, to, to rub shoulders, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, selfie snakes, talk to people. And then we're doing some uh, show me snakes. His hands. Right? Uh, yeah, we do, do the show me snakes. The uh, one in uh, Virginia Beach is supposed, to be, supposed to be good. We'll see how that one goes. I have actually heard good things about that show. A yeah. handful that I've I've been to yeah. in, in Georgia of theirs, I was, you know, it was good. Yeah, good. Do a good job. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to Rhode Island for show me snakes, too. Nice. So we're, we're we're branching out. I need to do more. I need to do as many as possible. Oh, and I do four state in uh, Maryland. It's a really small show, but it, it does pretty well. 
for the most part, I do pretty well. They're like really small, like a couple of people through the door, but they're buying. So nice. So a lot of the the, the lower New England shows you're going to be at. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Man. yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania is a good spot. Pennsylvania is a really yeah. good spot. Dude, yeah, um, I, I didn't realize that kind of like south south of New Jersey, kind of north of North Carolina, over mm-hmm. to Pennsylvania area is like a mecca. That's awesome. Yeah, you could do a show every every weekend if you wanted to. And not travel that far. <laughs> Amal, you can in Texas. Uh, you could do a show almost every weekend, but you're also going to be driving 12 right. hours each. 12 hours, yeah. No, yeah. like probably four hours. If I if I did four hours in all directions, I could probably do a show every weekend. Yeah, yeah for me to get to Arlington from here, it's almost eight hours. Yeah. It's because yeah, Texas tough. is its own country. That is true. <laughs> It's like Australia, <laughs> but not shitty. You know what I mean? Right? Not shitty. Not everything's trying to kill you. Just just some of it is. It's all trying to kill you. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> the sun, the rocks. The sun. Oh, man. <laughs> the sun. Well, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Give us a follow. Hunt us down. Use code THN at checkout. Get a little bit taken off the top of your order. Save yourself a little bit of coin and then go and check out the fine folks at Silent Hill Reptiles. Also, awesome stuff. And you need to be following them, even if they don't have anything available. You still need to be uh, following them and checking out and staying in the loop so that when they do, you can be the first one to get your hands on some of it. Because me and Chris are looking through that list every all time. The time. I don't know how many times. Every time. I, I've been on their website just looking at their for sale page going, yeah. I, I need to just go ahead and do that and get it and mm-hmm. get it over with. Just do it. And I, and I know what he's grown out and I know what he's planning on producing in the next couple of years. And he's got some, he's got some insider bangs. trading. We, oh, yeah. we, we know, we, we know what's know. in the pipeline. I've got a, my, my caramel Miami from him, uh het diffused, het uh, cinder, het sunkissed uh, has been pairing up to my honey Miami female that I got from him a couple of years ago. Uh, had a few confirmed locks already with them. Uh, we don't put me down for at least one of those. They are both children Absolutely. of Hannibal. Uh, Justin, Oof. you're getting the whole the whole clutch that I don't keep. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I those will not go anywhere. Yeah. Those will stay with me for eternity. So so hopefully uh, hopefully some honeys this year. I'd love if I get the if I get the cinder diffused honey caramel. If I get the son of Hannibal, you know what I mean? Because both mm. both of these are, are children of Hannibal. Uh, if I get that baby this year, I'm gonna be. You, y'all gonna hear me from from South Texas. I'm gonna be squeak, I'm gonna be squeaking. So nice. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm 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 so excited for the snakes I'm producing just from his snakes. So yeah, everybody keep keep an eye on them. And, yeah. All yeah, right, absolutely. we'll be back for snakes and stogies on Monday. We're doing the drawing for the slate read raffle. Please go get your slots for that still while you yeah, can. Yeah, there's a handful handful of slots left on that. Everybody needs to go out and and and, and see what's available. There's a bunch of really cool shit still still on the table. Merton's monitor. Cool. I'm gonna win that Merton's Mandarin, monitor, baby. Let's go. All kinds of stuff. And awesome. Let me tell you, awesome. Sounds Newport good. line stripe calcane. Newport, Newport jean. I'll buy I don't calcane. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a cow king and it's not black and white. It's the morph that people think that Tesla came from, Justin. Oh no. Ah. Now that's got now it's got to get out of my house even the more. The Newport gene is the, uh, <laughs> the the stripy gene that's dominant mm-hmm. in California king snakes that mm-hmm. people think 
that tester came from, but there's no way the tester came from it because every Newport Gene California king snake has a solid stripe from its coaglia down to the tip of its tail. Every right. single one of them does. Yeah. And it also has a solid belly pattern from its coaglia down to the tip of its tail. And you do not mm. get that out of Tessera at all. Mm. So unless you mix it with Motley, mm. we're not talking about that right now, but or stripe. Either way, or you stripe. can win one if you go <laughs> you and buy some, buy some slots on it. And then there, we have a copy of the more complete carpet python up. And really, there's only been a couple slots bought for that, which I was sure that that would be one of the first things to fill up. So. Yeah, if I didn't have mm-hmm. it, I would have done that. There's also, there's, uh, and I need to go buy some slots for uh, the fossil that Travis Wyman uh, mm-hmm. donated. It's really cool, and I need to, I need to get a couple slots for that. He it's went, really he neat. did that, like he went and not carved it, but uncovered it himself. You know, it wasn't like it's something it's he just amazing, went and bought. Yeah. Like he got a, I guess, a piece and did his thing, and it looks really cool. It's yeah. neat. I think he said it's uh, Eocene. Is that one of the area eras? Oh yeah, absolutely, Justin. Yeah, was, I think it's that's. I asked him how how it was, and that's what he told me. So, for what that's worth, I don't, I don't know. I'm done, so I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll be live for that Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I hope to see everybody there. And I got my my ping pong balls and and jug ready to draw some names. And uh, it'll be good. So thank you all. Absolutely. Adrian, thank you again. Thank you. It's good to meet you guys. You too. Absolutely. See everybody later. All right. We'll see you.